The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD Arts Components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 First, I want to start off, man. I know we just saw that new PRT instruction come out, man. We'll talk about that thing a little bit later, man. Hey, we got a good show for you guys today, man. Good episode, man. We'll go through some things, talk about some things, man, you know, um, that's on our mind today. Um, so you guys already know I'm Damon. I'm Damo. And you guys already know Damo in the building. Um, you see how smoothly, so you see how smoothly you say I'm Damon and I say I'm Damo. You see how, how smooth I like, I come right back at you, man. <laughs> like if I say I'm Damo, I'll be like. Then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I do it too. Like, Ooh. but yeah, man. I'm man, I've been looking forward to the day, man. We supposed to we sp- hey, just in case you guys didn't know, we supposed to kick this thing off yesterday, man. But you know, Dumbo put me up on some stuff, man. So, you know, I'm ready today now, man. I'm ready today. Yeah, you know? man. We stepping our um, game up. But we got we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about though, man. Like not just only like some old freaking, you know, stuff we talk about, you know, programs and things like that, man, or, or Navy stuff, man. We got some stuff going on in the world right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, know, um, we got to hit a little bit on the day, man. So I'm looking forward to that too. Um, but yeah, man, what you been up to? Um, honestly, honestly, um, a lot, you know, just, it was hard to edit. It was hard to do stuff that had to do with the pod because earlier this week, I think like it was like Monday, uh, Monday morning when we when I woke up, I woke up at like three in the morning and I found out that takeoff takeoff from Migos, you know, was killed. And and it was just news that I just it came out of nowhere, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and me growing up into music. It, I love like I love hip hop like that's like, you know, one of the things I love um, most in life, you know, movies, hip hop you know, and just all music period. But I can't lie. Like I, I'm a hip hop baby. You know, I actually just unfollow somebody on Facebook because of something insensitive that they were saying about something. I don't really joke too much about people's deaths, you know? So like, even when the Kobe thing happened and people was joking on this thing, somebody was joking and I, I watched them joke a lot and they joke a lot about race or they joke a lot about things. And um, first, I'm going to say this because I'm just fresh off of it. Like, you know, for the people on social media, like stop hiding behind jokes, like stop hiding behind jokes. It's not jokes if it's only about the LGBTQ community or it's only about the black community. It's not jokes. It's, it, I don't think it's jokes. Like if you can only do George Floyd jokes or you can only do gay jokes, you can't do no other jokes. They not jokes. You know what I mean? It's something else there. It's something else there. Um, so that's my first thing. But um, so just, you know. Uh, I was just, it, it, it's been rough, man. It's hard to even kind of make up the words, but I will, right? So uh, first off, let me ask you, because let's, let's kind of have a fluid conversation about this. Like, how did that, did that news affect you at all about uh, takeoffs? Well, let, let me tell you, man. So when I found out, man, I, I'll be honest with you, man, I found I was just laying in the bed, man. Me and Ella, just laying in the bed. Feed, feed came across my, my, um, my, uh, phone and said oh he said um actually i think at first it said somebody it said somebody was shot first you know so mm-hmm. then i clicked on it then it said me goes i clicked on it then it was like man you know 
um, one died and one got shot or something like that. That was my, that was the first thing I saw. I said, oh shit. So then I started looking into it. And let me tell you, let me tell you my first thoughts, man. And I'm going to be honest, which my first thoughts is, is that um, condolences to the family and all that type of stuff, man. You know, you want to be, you know, sensitive to, to everything that has to do with that. But I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man, what is disheartening though a little bit, man, is like the graphics that I saw when I clicked on and looked at it and stuff like that, man, it was, it was too much, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, we talking about somebody, family, you know what I'm saying? You want your, you want, do you want your family member laying out somewhere and, and, and you people taking pictures of it and people videoing and all that stuff, trying to get, you know, trying to do what they do. But, um, I thought that was a little bit disheartened, man, to, to see stuff like that. Um, but, for the whole thing in, in hip hop, man, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of like you, man. I always, you know, that's that's what grows us up, man. We we grow up, you know, listening to our parents and music and things like that, man. So we we know these people. We feel like we know these people, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We feel like like we know their lives, and then with social media now, man, you do you do know a lot about these, you know, what they do and how they do it and how they move. Um, so. With that being said, man, when I hear stuff like that, man, not, and not only in death, man, when I hear somebody talking and I hear somebody doing whatever, and I, and I have a thought behind it, you know what I mean? Like anything they do. So with this situation, um, it's like, man, I'm tired, bro. Uh-huh. It seems like this stuff is happening way too much, man. Way too much. And, and, and I don't know, like, I can't point no fingers at what's going on. You know what I mean? But it's happening way too much um, in the black community. Period, man. Period. And um, and, and I look at the, I look at it like this. Um, if I was in in Mississippi and I we had a guy that that that, that made it, he's an artist. He's he's making big time. Bro, I'm trying to uplift this dude, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I see him and I'll be like, oh man, that's my guy. He's from Mississippi, blah, blah, blah. That's like when I got on with David Banner, man. Look, and I'm going to tell you guys, man, when I grew up in Mississippi, we ain't had nobody at the time that I didn't even know, bro. I got in the Navy and I found out about like David Banner and somebody else put me on David Banner. Yeah. Say, man, this cat from Mississippi. So dude, I was following David Banner everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my, what I'm getting at is, man, when you, you have somebody like that in these communities and I know he wasn't at home and nothing like that, but you want these guys to make it. You want them guys to succeed. And then you hear something like this, man. It's just like, take the, you know, take the win out your sale, man. Yeah. You know, but the condolences to the family, man. Uh, when I, when I heard about it, man, it was like sad. Then my wife woke up and she freaking heard the same news. And she was like, what? So she was doing freaking like, she was on her phone on investigating shit. She was, <laughs> she was looking at all type of stuff, trying to figure out like what's going on, what happened, all this type of stuff. But yeah, man, we, we were sitting in the bed probably like two hours looking at information about this stuff, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's super sad. Um, well, I can't, I'm going to tell you my first thought. Honestly, my first thought was, I wonder how Offset is 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 dealing with this. Because, um, and and of right now, you know, if anybody, you know, for everybody that is hip-hop people, uh, Offset wasn't really on, it didn't seem like he was really on good terms with Quavo and Takeoff at the time. So Quavo and Takeoff just released a, uh, album uh, on their own only built for infinity links and um offset looked like he's working on his own solo career so and it wasn't too much just about offset it was more about man i would hate to be at odds with like somebody i love 
and then they like and, and they pass before we get a chance to like reconcile uh, or piece it up. So that was my first thought, like, damn, like, I wonder how this is affecting Offset. And then I was like, uh, also thinking, like, I wonder if Offset and Quavo at this point is thinking, like, man, whatever it is that we got issues about, it's, it's you know, it ain't worth it, you know, um, you know, uh, yeah. like uh, our love and our connection, you know, hopefully, like, something like this could bring, you know, two people together. Um, so that was my first thought. And then my second thought was, like, Takeoff is 28 years old. Takeoff was young, you know what I mean? And, and, and these guys, they lived a full life. Like they came out with Versace was like uh, 10 years ago at this point, right? And I, and I want to talk about this for a second because I grew up in hip hop, right? So I want to kind of build up what this means to me. Um, yeah. the, around the time Migos came up for me, I'm from up north, I'm an East Coast guy. And I started to appreciate like some hip hop acts from the South, like some of them. You know, especially Wayne, especially T.I., especially Scarface, especially Outkast, of course, right? Especially those guys. But um, yeah. when Migos first came out, it was hard for me to receive um, what they were doing. You know, this is back when people was calling what the Migos was doing, uh, mumble rap. They was calling them mumble yeah. rappers and stuff like that because um, they had a different sound. They introduced, and, and, and from my ear, they introduced a different sound. So Versace came out. Of course, we heard it and we stuck with it. They had the Drake feature and stuff like this. It wasn't until Culture 2 when I actually put like the Migos album in. And like, I think Bad and Bougie was on that album. And, and I, I put that album in and I realized like, yo, these dudes, you know, these dudes could, could rap for real. Like, like they got flows. They got, I, I always looked at Quavo like, the more commercially appealing um, artists, like the one that had hooks and, you know, had different grooves and rhythms. I, I thought that uh, Offset had like a flow. He probably, you know, could get the cadences the best and he still could spit too. But then I looked at Takeoff, like probably out of the group, the best rapper, like like the best pen, like pound for pound, you know, the best rapper with, with Offset being like a, a well connection between the three of them. And then I was and then I was following like uh, the Migos ever since. Like they like yeah. I, they were a serious act to me before, you know, I realized that they was a serious act. Um I, I, I kind of ignored what they were doing. But after that, they became a serious act. So if Migos release music, I'm on it. You know, when they all release solos, yeah. I made sure I got it. When they do their uh, passion projects, whether it's Offset and um, Travis, uh, Offset and uh, 21 Savage or Offset and Travis Scott, whoever, uh, or Quavo, whoever he working with, like I'm on it, man, all the time. So it was just crazy, man. Like, like, you know, because now we get here, they 10, they 10 years deep in the game, over 10 years deep in the game, and here Takeoff is still under 30. You know what I mean? They didn't yeah. seen highs. Uh, you know, they didn't, now they, you know, you get all the way to like a, a group breakup. You know, that's like every stage of, you know, just artistry right there. And um, they didn't live their life, man. And, and, and I feel like, you know, this was another chapter now to see what was next. And I feel like his life was taken away from him way before, uh, you know, it should have been. And I don't think anybody was, ex I don't think anybody was expecting it. And I don't think that's the way takeoff should have, should have died, especially in that manner. Um, in somewhere where he wasn't even really like actively, like they say he wasn't even, he wasn't even playing the dice. He was just chilling. You know what I mean? So that, that, that was just hard, man. It's hard. And, and that wasn't, and it wasn't like, it's a culmination, man. We just lost 
PNB Rock, right, from Philly. I ain't really talk about, you know, this because I don't yeah, like... you ain't talk about that. Yeah, bro. yeah. You didn't talk about it. Because we don't talk about this, like, on a podcast that much, you know, about... But, it, it, and then even then, like, the videos and the imagery. Um, and we had a topic uh, when this happened called, like, infatuation of violence. But we we held it. And who knew? In, like, three to four weeks, we would be right back here again. Like you said, it was a video of... Um, take off, you know, and I didn't watch it, you know, and, and even when I watched the videos where Quavo is like arguing with the dudes, I could like really feel the tension. Like my heart kind of pounded a little bit more because it's like, man, like I knew what was about to happen. But it's also like you don't I, I wouldn't want to be in this predicament where it's like I'm supposed to be somewhere where people are supposed to be looking out for me and protecting me. But it's all types of egos in this room. It's no way that we could kind of like simmer things down without like knowing that is violence. Right. And let me before we progress, let me say one more thing. I, I, I've created music um, like pretty much my whole life at this point. Right. I started when I was like nine years old. And um. It's sad that like <laughs> a part of the decision making process and like, yo, how serious is it? You know, do I want to be an artist? How serious do I want to be an artist? A part of that decision process for me was weighing the options of, yo, do I have people that's going to be around when something like this happened? Like, am I connected with people that's going to be shooters when I need shooters? You know, people that's going to protect yeah. me. Like, that's a thought process for a 16 year old kid in Philly. Like, all right, if I go to Germantown, who I'm going to Germantown with? If I go up North Philly, who I'm going up North Philly with? Because I need people with me when things hit the fan, just because people don't really want to see you, you know, shining or or, or doing anything different, like about to leave, you know, your neighborhood or whatever like that. So it's just crazy, bro. bro. And it don't matter how old they are. They could be old. They could be young boys. They could be OGs or whatever we want to call them. People don't want to see you progress. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's just a black neighborhood thing. I don't think it's just an urban thing. I think it's a worldwide, like all around the board thing. Unfortunately, like it's under the scope for us because it's happening now to like music artists, you know, like Nipsey, Nipsey died in his own neighborhood. Like, like, yeah. And that, that was, that affected me. You know what I mean? And then we, like I said, we had P and B rock. We had Mo three, um, you know, we talked last year about uh, people who, who who passed. It's just happening like way too often now. You know what way I'm saying? Too often, bro. It's happening way too often. So, I mean, like, like I, I tell you what, I, I I tell you what I what I did see, man. Uh, which is which is um, positive in a way, is I seen a lot of people come out about this one though. Yeah, I see a lot of little videos. People talk about we need to stop this. We blah blah blah. You know, th- that's getting more and more too. I mean, I, I think we're starting to see it, man. I, but at the same time, I know we still got people out there, like you said, don't want to see people, <laughs> you know what I mean, be at whatever level or see them, you know, doing great things or whatever. So um, they feel like they need to do something else. And I don't know the, the circumstances behind nothing. I'm just I'm just talking about someone passing away. Yeah. And then people dying. You know what I mean? I don't know the, the insides of it all and all that. And we, we um, glorifying violence, bro. Like, like, it's just like, Violence is being glorified. You know what I mean? Like, my, my, I got a friend, one of my friends, he a CO, and um, we we were hanging out, and he was telling me, like, you know, some of the young boys in the jail, they like, yo, I got, you know, I got two bodies, I got three bodies, I, you know, and and it's just like, 
they didn't never care. Like they just was young shooters who just, that's what they did. Like it wasn't like a reason, like somebody gave them a couple or whatever. And they like, yeah, I just killed the dude. Like that's it. Like, you know, just like, yo, you got any remorse? Nah, like now you're in jail, you know, for life or whatever like that. And it's on that side. It's on the side of the internet, like the images that we share, you know, all of this we watching, it's on the side of what we watching, like what we choosing to like watch on TV with their funding to create. You know, it's not just because I don't want to say it's just in the hip hop music because we grew up watching Tarantino movies. Um, we grew up watching Scorsese movies. And these are creators, you know, that create art. And um, it's, it's consumed in a way that people enjoy it. These movies win Oscars and stuff like that. So I'm not going to say like music should get rid of all of that stuff. I'm just going to say like this lifestyle and, and, and the things that we hold up, you know, should, should change. Like we shouldn't be out here. Like I was telling my mom, me and my mom was talking about it. And it was like a lot of these young dudes that's rapping, they like, really like street dudes first. They like shooters first. They not even rappers first no more. Like, 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 like Tupac was an artist first. Um, Biggie was an artist first. Uh, Nas was an artist first. Like, you know, some of these dudes were like in the street or involved in the street or, you know, street guys, but these guys were artists first. They wasn't like, like these young dudes now, they do the crimes and then go to the studio and, you know, talk about the crimes. They go talk about it. Slide and, you know, all of that stuff. So it's just, it's a rough time. Um, and like I said, I, I don't think it's just black or hip hop culture. I think it's widespread, but I just don't think we're zeroed into it because some of these cultures that like, like we don't really get to see them. They ain't in our face. But um, yeah, rest in peace to take off, man. Um, rest in peace to take yes, off. Man. Um, and just love, love your brothers, love your, lo- love your friends, love your brothers. Um, don't take this time that we're here for granted because I'm telling you, I don't think it's any moment, you know, I can't imagine being at odds with my brother, yo, and then him not being here and just me knowing that our last exchange was bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah that's a, that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. He most... Yeah, that's a big deal. But I also want to add one more thing, man. Like, like that people may not know or may not think about me. Like, man, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I want to say this, man. These hoods and these streets are real, bro. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that, you need to think again, man. And like you said before, these guys come from the streets first now. But these streets are real, man. You have to have. You got to be aware of everything now, man, um, on what you're doing and how you're doing it. And not even, and, I, and I'm saying the streets and I'm saying in these hoods, man, I'm even talking about on the freaking highway, bro. Mm-hmm. Road raging and people oh, yeah, no, road, yeah. and shooting stuff and all type of stuff. It's crazy out there right now, man, in, in this world. And I, and I promise you, man, like I be, I be, I be talking about this all the time in the car, man. Somebody, somebody cut me off, man. I'm letting them make it. Yeah, bro. you got it. You got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm not even like I'm not even on that right now. You got I'm not it. Even on that yeah. stuff, man. I don't play around on a, on the highway, man. You got it. And I'm always patient anyway. But like you, yeah. like I, like I remember being young, and I, I don't remember what happened. But it was me, my dad, and my brothers, and we was drive. We were driving somewhere. I don't remember where it was. We were driving. It was a long drive. And um, my dad, like he used to be like rageful on, you know, on the road. Like he was, something was always going to happen if he behind a wheel. And I, something happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember these people, they, they like got out, they like 
like kind of leaned out the window and they start throwing like uh, plates at us, like plates at the car, like like a China. They was throwing like China at the car or whatever like that, man. And I was like, oh man, you know, it could go down. But, um, and I remember this other period of time, right? And I'm going to say it, I'm saying both of these periods of time for a reason. I was in a Wendy's parking lot, man, and I pulled up. I, I don't know if I talked about this on a podcast, but I was in a Wendy's parking lot, right? And I, 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 it was, I was a little tired, and I pulled up. I was on my, I was on my way to go see a girl, but I pulled up and I tapped somebody's car or whatever, and, and from 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 behind in a drive-through. It wasn't a, it was the drive-through. I tapped somebody's car from behind in a drive-through, and like five dudes got out this car, bro. So I backed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I backed up and I and I, and I, and I peeled off. I got up out of there. Like I went over the island, and like it was a little island because the drive-through joints. I went over the island and everything, and I got up out of there. You know what I mean? I wasn't playing around, man. Like, like, yeah. but I, but I bring yeah. up both of those scenarios to say that it, it, nowadays they coming out with guns, bro. Like, it ain't no place getting thrown. Like, these dudes probably was gonna try to pull me out the car and beat me up or or, or mess up the car yeah. or whatever like that. But in today's time, they just would have started shooting. It ain't matter that they was in a drive through. They still probably would have got their burgers after that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the world. We talk about people getting shot for like fries not having enough salt or being too salty or something like that. Yeah. You know, people yeah. getting shot in front of their kids at like Subway. Like, it's crazy. Like, this old dude told a girl um, back when COVID was ramped up, it was like an old dude who told a girl she couldn't get into like Walmart or something like that without a mask. She left, came back with her husband, and they killed the dude. Like, it's just like, it's just life does not like, wow. Matter, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. You, we, you know, the dude chopped his wife head off. Uh, he chopped his, uh, yeah, him and his girl was going through it. He chopped her head off or whatever. And it was just sad watching her dad say um, that, like, he shouldn't have ignored it, you know, because the, the dude had some red flags. But it's like, that's your daughter. She's choosing to be with him. So he, like, I'm going to just let her do whatever she yeah. do. And then it's at the end of it all, she gets her head chopped off. This was like a month ago, man. This wasn't even long ago, you know? But it's like we just infatuated with, like, violence, bro. I don't get it. I tell you, man, I got to tell you my my road rage story, man. I freaking, um, this has happened um, maybe like a couple months ago. And um, I was going to get ready to go to work. And when you come out of where I'm going to work to get on the highway, they have the HOV where you you go into the you got a, you got the lights up there right, mm -hmm. and you got the HOV and you got two other lanes there. But we really don't have a when you get on the highway, it's not an HOV, but it got an HOV for you going out to the to the highway. But it's not HOV though. You know what I'm saying? We don't have an HOV lane on the on actually 15 where I stay at. So I gets over an HOV over here, right? So this dude just pulled up on side of me. Just and I ain't even paying attention to him. So when I look over, he got his window down, bro. He giving me the business. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could have ignored it and didn't say nothing, but I let the window down, bro. <laughs> I let the window down and he just like, he talking about um, you supposed to have more than one person in the car when you in this lane. Mm -hmm. And I say, you I say, I say, you right. I say I do, but I said, we don't have an HOV, actually, HOV here. So I just got in it, you know, and he was like, you a cheater, motherfucker. 
do he going off on me? Blah, 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 all this type of yeah. stuff. And I'm like, dude, I said, you're right, bro. I said, you know, this is what we'll do. I said, can you hold up and let me in front of you so I can get out of this HOV lane? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I said, bro, so you going off on me, but you won't let me in front of you, man? Come on, man. And I was talking to him like that, man. And I'm laughing. But in my way, dude, if, if he wasn't like an older guy, probably would have just pulled out and peeled out. But dude, he would just have me laughing, dude, because he was so into this, though. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, he was so like pissed <laughs> off yeah, at me getting the HOV laid, dude. He called me cheaters, yeah, told me all type of stuff. Some man. people, like, some, some people want age, people man. to follow the rules of the world, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I told him he was right. I said, You right, bro. Yeah. I said, You right, man. Being right wasn't enough for him, man. Like, <laughs> he, he, he wanted man. justice, man. Like, <laughs> oh, man, wanted justice. Yeah, I was in a, uh, just speaking of people like that, we were in a um we we went to a casino club after uh the khaki ball. We went to a casino club after the khaki ball. Some we uh we lived close, so we went home and changed, but it was a couple people in there with khakis on, right? And this dude came up to like one of the dudes and he was like, Hey, you know, what you doing in here with your khakis on? You know, my wife worked for NCIS and like he brought the dude over to his wife or whatever. He was like, hey, they in here with khakis on. Like, they can't be in a club ordering drinks with, like, that uniform. And this dude was a civilian. Like, he wasn't even <laughs> in the military. He was like, they can't, like, like, like you can't do this. And then this other dude, like, another chief, he started arguing with the dude or whatever. Like, yo, he could do, like, he could do what he want. But boom, boom. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, people just, like... Like who are these regulators in the world, man? Like, like it's like a... out the blue. Why are you even talking to me? Yeah. Why are you at my table right now? <laughs> yeah, can I get like, my drink, man? Like, I'm, I get my yeah, drink, I'm like, we just came from khaki bar. It's drinks there. Like, like we could drink in our khakis. Like, yeah. <laughs> this dude's is sick, man. But what's up yeah. with you, man? Like, like how's everything? Like medically, like what's going on? Oh man. Oh, bro. So, I mean, you know what? I'm going to say this first, man. I, hey, I want to thank everybody out there, man. I know everybody be hearing my stories about my back and my pain and all that stuff, man. But um, you guys going to know the whole entire story by the time this shit ends. But you guys know it's been like three months now that shit gave up yet. So I went I went yesterday, man. And um, the guy, dude, I, and, and I was... I was taken back a little bit, man, about... <laughs> That's yeah, a funny these, choice of words. Taken back. Taken back? back? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he had, he had me doing these calf raises, man, right? So he uh-huh. first he told me to start on the... on the, So my left leg doing this, you know, the sciatic nerve in my left leg that's jacked up. So he told me to do calf raises in the right. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then he told me to do these um, calf raises on the left leg. Bro, I couldn't do but like four or five, like real. And he said... He said, your leg then got weak. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, what? Dude, I literally could not do calf raises, man. Yeah. So now they want me to do tests on that nerve to see if I it's damaged and all type of stuff like that. So, um, so with all that being said, man, ain't nothing getting better, man. It took me like 40 minutes to walk up there to his office, man. Yeah. That's how many breaks I took, man. Yeah, we, yeah, we, between, we getting so. old. We getting old, man. We getting old. I, yeah, man. I, I, I walked around the corner with my mom. Uh, <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> I know my mom be listening, right? But I walked around the corner with my mom one day, man. We we took a walk, and I was happy for her because it was progress. You know, she had got surgery and stuff. Our stuff was messed up. It took us about 
hour and 20 minutes, man. Like, it was me, her, and the dog. Miles had to take so many breaks, man. Her back was hurting and stuff oh like that, goodness, man. man. So, and I, I hope, you know, my stuff and my knee, I got my knee gets bad too. You know what I mean? Like, I got to ice it. I, every time I run, I, I kind of started almost, it's almost to a point where I'm walking with a permanent limp. You know what I mean? But, yeah. yo, me, like, walking with my Bob, yo, she's like, hey, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. But it's like it's like it's just that older age, man. That wear and tear you put on your body. If you used yeah. to play, I used to play a lot of sports. I ran a lot. You know, if you do all that stuff after a while, and then we do this engineering thing, this navy thing, and like doing stuff on a nine skid, and just after a while, it's just it's just your body just breaking down. I remember I told somebody, I'm like, yo, I had because. The, the night before my 30th birthday, I ran, right? Like seven miles. It was normal for me at yeah. that time to run around that around that amount of miles. But I was doing it a lot, right? So I would do like a nine mile, eight miles, seven, six. But the night before my birthday, it was seven miles. Man, I woke up on December 7th. <laughs> I was in so much pain, man. I'm like, what is it? And it was like, I was 30. It was like, damn, 30 hit. You know what I mean? So I can't imagine yeah. being over. Shout out to all. I'll be seeing a lot of Master Chiefs out there working out, getting it in. Um, shout out to all of them, you know, older cats that's still kind of getting it in, staying in shape, man. Y'all inspire me. Now, but like, but yeah. that brings me to a thought, right? Because I was just yeah. like one of our recruiter friends, they just posted something about that you could be 42 years old and join the military. Like you can enlist. Mm. You can enlist was, at 42. Man, I thought it was like 37, 38, 42. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking that up. Now, I I, I can't verify. I try to verify it, you know, and everywhere I went, it was like just Google or military.com. And it did say between 18 and, and, and 42, right? But she had just posted it like it was new information, right? So I don't know if it was new information or whatever, but when I Googled it, it did say like between 18 and 42. Imagine being 42, you know what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, let me ask you. Well, let me ask you two questions. If you had to join the military today, right, with all the knowledge that you know about the military and today's culture, would you join it? No. And 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 I think the reason why I wouldn't join it, man, I think it's is just so so many other things right now mm-hmm. that you could be doing, you know, besides being taken from your family, besides doing all this stuff, man, going on deployments. I think it's so many more things that you could be doing. Now, if I was, are you saying at this age, are you saying if I was still 18 years old and joined? Well, that's two questions. That, that, this, that, 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 no, that's, so that's yeah. two questions. If you were 18, yeah. if you were 18 years old, um, and I don't want to confuse anybody. So if you were 18 years old, yeah. And you knew what you know now in this uh, state of the culture or whatever like that, would you join the military at 18? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, if 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 I was taking away my, my situation when I joined, I will say no. But if I was still in my same situation, I'd be like, yes. But I feel like it's so much stuff that you can do right now, man. Like, it's so many... Man, the internet, like I ain't have internet. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's so the, the internet, social media by itself, to me, mean there's so many things that you could do now, man. There's so many things you can get into, so much free shit you could get, man. You can go to school, probably man, probably get through four years free. It's a way you can like navigate that stuff now, mm-hmm. man. 
with grants and all this stuff. Back then, man, I ain't know nothing about none of that stuff. The only thing I want to do, I didn't want to go to school. And now as I done been, like you said, knowing what I know now, going to school, I wish I would have knocked that shit out way earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 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 most definitely uh what if I had the knowledge I had now, I probably would join. All right, so now let's about you? now let's get a oh you want you gonna ask me. Um no, no, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll answer that question. Um um I probably would not join. Um, knowing what I know now, I know that sounds bad, I guess, but knowing like in this day and age right now, uh, I wouldn't, cause I, I joined originally like my, like a part of why I joined originally was like to get out, right. To get out of something like, like whatever it is I was in, I joined to get out of it. Right. Um, I joined, I was juggling different thoughts and ideas. I was looking for like a way out. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people in the military kind of got that same inception story. Like something was happening. I talked to people who like had jobs, went to college, but then they just got like into like just this weird situation in their life and they needed a way out. Or younger people who just knew after high school it wasn't going to be much and they just needed a way out. Me, I was in this weird situation where I wasn't that old. Like I didn't go too far into the workforce, but I also graduated high school kind of early. So I was in this weird situation. Um, and uh, where, whatever that situation was, it was like, nothing was clear. Like it wasn't a clear path and future. So I knew like, and I needed like some stability. So I knew that the military would give me that stability. And then at, in that time, it was enough stability to find what I felt like was my music career. Right. I would have been my music career, but I, you know, the military um, became a successful thing for me, but um, and 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 now I, I wouldn't I wouldn't join because uh, it's a lot of ways to create you know wealth or stability outside of that. You know what I mean? And and it's just more in the direction of um, where the world is going that I wouldn't join. Not much where the military is going, but I don't even think like back then, like the military as an option was like in our face. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, like the military as an option is not, it's not really in your face like that no more. Like we talk about it. Like I don't really see recruiters that much like how I used to be like just walking around in a mall um, but I'm starting to go outside more and I'm seeing some junior ROTC. I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing some people active, but to me, it was a lot different when we were younger, especially after 9-11. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just a lot different. So I, I, I probably wouldn't have joined. It probably wouldn't even been an option for me. And again, I was living with my aunt and uncle who were both vets who, who had, you know, both retired from the military. So it was a good, you know, and all of their friends and everything. So it was a kind of a you, good you community. Also, man, I, I, and- just to piggyback on yours, though, man, I, I can see you all, man, being online with the with, with the rapping and all that stuff they do now, man. They go online and do all that stuff. I can see you posting videos or something like or, or having you can put an album on freaking social media. Now, you know what I mean? When you were younger, man, I I, I, I most definitely don't see you. Well, <laughs> you, yeah, man. And then when I social media wasn't nearby like it was when you came in, right? Bro, social media on a whole nother level now. When it's crazy because I was doing the dumb sh- like like when I was a young when I was young like in high school I was doing the dumb stuff like the class clown type stuff that like a kid that go like I was going into like the yeah yeah like Taco Bells and stuff with like my own cup and like pouring the juice inside my cup and like you know getting kicked <laughs> out like I was doing all that dumb stuff and like you know cracking on people rapping on buses 
like none of this stuff was documented because that wasn't the world that, you know, we were in. Like we were still in a world where you as a music artist, you was like making demo tapes and giving your demo tapes to somebody, you know. And when you young, when you young like that, you, you know, you're a little bit more risky when it comes to your decisions, you know. So it was mm-hmm. you could take more risk, you know, like you older yeah. now, you just kind of like you got family, you got things you, you you can't really be as risky or doing a dumb shit. So I definitely probably would have. I, I probably would have went viral or something, you know, young and probably for doing something stupid, like not even music, you know what I mean? But I was doing all the dumb, stupid kid stuff, man. You know, I probably, my mom came up to school a couple of times and, um, smacked me up, man. I know my mom probably ain't gonna like hearing that, but she came to school one time. She gripped me up in front of my, she gripped me up in front of my whole class, man. And I probably would have got, uh, I probably would have went viral for that. Cause I'm sure that would have been, you know, documented or whatever. But I mean, I, and again, I was young, man. I was young. I went to every kind of school you could go to, man. I went to high school, night school, summer school. Like I went to every kind of school you could go to, but I, I, I was having fun, man. I was having fun so i yeah this probably definitely um wouldn't have been it for me you know what i'm saying yeah but now let's go to 42 let's go to 42 with the bones and and the body like like, could you see yourself join it ain't no way i could join that 42 man And, and 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 mostly because now I put it like this. If I was 42 and I was trying to join and I'll be thinking about the military and I'll be thinking about me, I better be in probably some of the best shape of my life. I'll probably be thinking like that, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm going to be in shape, right? That's not going to be the issue. Yeah. The issue is these freaking kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could deal with these attitudes and how these kids talk these days. And I'm 42 years old, man. You're gonna be. And I'm talking about my kids, myself. Like right now, my kids, yeah. how they act and how they nose turn up and how they look to the left and to the right. Dude, I can't want to take that in my own house, so I can know if all these rest of these kids, man, they don't even know me, how they'll be acting, man. I, how, I like, no like how would you be? Like, would you be like the 42 year old in college, like, 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 kind of like on your own with your books, or would you be like that 42 year old with with an 18 to 20 uh, year old friend group, like, like, like you just, no. you just, like you just 42 going to so get child with, I, yeah, because <laughs> I got life experience, bro. You know what I mean? Now I know how to study. You know yeah, so I know how to do all these little things now. And you got these kids now, man. They probably read something one time and they got it. And they got their own little way they gonna do it. Yeah, no, I gotta do my shit in steps, like step one, step two. Imagine step being three. like forty two, you know, cover home from boot camp, it, like to your wife, man. You got your Yeezys and your Marriott or whatever. She like, yo, like yeah. who are you becoming? Like, like, like you've been, you've been telling, you've been telling with like eighteen you years. You've been telling with, you got a TikTok you? now. She like, yo, you, yeah. you changing? Little boys be like, you going to the club? Yeah, you club changing, tonight, man. OG. No, OG staying at home, man. Yeah. <laughs> OG. Yeah. 42, OG man. OG ain't hitting Club Metro. Was it Club Metro? Club Nitro? Club Nitro, No, OG man. ain't hitting Club Nitro. I'm not going to make that one. Did you, did you go there when you was in boot camp? You went to Club Nitro? Was it Nitro? Yeah. Yeah, I went. For real? How was it? Yeah, it wasn't. I never really went, man. I I I never really been like a club person. Like you gotta drag me to the club. Now 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 that I'm older, like I I I can own it and I don't mind saying it. When I was younger, my friends, like my boy P, man, hey, 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 get up, dog. Like, you know, you can't really, it ain't even like a no to P. Like, get up, dog. Like, meanwhile, I'm broke. I ain't got we got you. Come on, let's go. Let's go to the club. Yeah. 
he had dragged me out. They dragged me out to the club, man. And it's like, and in them young ages, for me, it was like, I'm not comfortable here. So it's nothing really for me to do. So I'm going to just get drunk. You know what I mean? Then when I get drunk, now I'm just doing dumb stuff, like trying to talk. Yeah. It's been moments where I've been in a parking lot trying to talk to every lady in the in the lot, like everyone, like yeah. like every uh, our yeah. college campus, like like they could be in the same friend group. Like, 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 um, I was that dumbass. Oh, like, you, you don't want me. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like from you to you to you to you to yeah. you. Cause it's just clubs never, I never, you know, was a confident dancer. Like clubs was just never my, you know, never my thing. Now some people, they comfortable in that inability to dance. You know what I mean? But I just never yeah. was a confident dancer. My, my, my yeah. white, my, my family, my mom and my sisters, they like scarred me for life when they told me I couldn't dance. They didn't know how much. That would affected me. That that would have affected me in the future. But yeah, man, I don't know, man. 42, 42, I don't know. Good luck, y'all. You know, you, you know, man, uh, uh, we had this guy in the season this year, man, 53. Yeah. Yeah. You was talking about bro, it. You was talking about he it. Was, it was different, bro. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> it's I, I'm just, sure it's, just, it's different, man. Yeah, I'm sure some of that, you know, hit him. He got messed with or whatever. I'm sure some of that hit him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah, man. Granddaddy, man. Granddaddy got hit up on, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, so <sighs> let me ask you a question, right? Yeah. Because you, you you are part of a regional. You are part of a regional Chiefs mess? Yeah. Do, do Does your command have a Chiefs mess as well? No. Right. So And, and, and I'm a, I mean, just real quick, I'm not happy about it. I want our own little mess, man. Yeah. You know what I mean, but we we can't do it. Of course, you know it's it's it's, it's money involved, it's bylaws, it's all type of stuff. Um, but we always talk about it. We always bring it up. But they we got freaking I don't know how many different UX. You know what I mean? That's under CNSP, but we can't have our own mess though. Well, we're, so it's only one mess. Where I'm at, it's a regional mess and regular like command messes. You know. Mm. And the only the only thing about that to me that I find uh like tricky is when you when you actually thinking about things to do for the young sellers because it's multiple sellers from multiple commands. So as a regional mess, it's like how do we support these junior sellers or whatever from yeah. other commands that actually have messes? And then yeah. So that's something I'm thinking about. I had this thought, and I know it's probably weird and off the beaten path, and it's pro- it'll probably like, but it was like, yo, could we give interest-free loans to junior sellers? And I, I asked somebody that, right? I'm like, yo, what's your thoughts on like interest-free loans to junior to to junior sellers? Like, does that sound like loan sharkish or whatever? But if we gave two hundred and fifty dollars to like a seller that needed money. Um, I, it's funny. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but if we gave like two hundred and fifty dollars to like a seller that needed money in an emergency, like is like does that look weird? Does that look like the mess is trying to you know? Because it's like how can we give back? You know. Now, meanwhile, they would have to pay it back, but it'd be like twenty five dollars, you know, a month or fifty dollars a month for however long it takes. And then we would, if somebody was like, well, how can you control that? It's like, all right, just establish a cap. So our cap for Money out at a time is a thousand. So you give out, so the most you could do is give out four $250 like loans at max. And if a seller need a hundred dollars, they get, but I don't know. That was just a weird thought. And, um, 
uh, it might have expired already. But I, I was like, damn, like, because yeah, I mean, that's 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 a good idea because I mean, you know, I know you got Navy Relief out there, man. But and I know a lot of some money. I think they can give you up to a certain number. You ain't even got to pay it back, you know. Yeah. Um, but you hit them up a couple of times real quick. Now you can't go back. Oh though. no, yeah, they, like <laughs> you I, know what I'm like, saying. Yeah. You can't keep, yeah. you can't keep going to that well, man. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably and, and still we, banned from Navy right Relief, now. man. I probably still yeah, can't I'm, go to I'm Navy tell you Relief right now. <laughs> young kids, man, coming in, man, shit's rough, bro. It's, it's when I came in. I know, I know, many a days, many a nights, I ain't have nothing, not a quarter in my account, man. So yeah. what you saying, man, is 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 real though. When it comes to these sailors just sitting, and that would some of this stress come from some of this stuff that's be happening because. They got there buying these um seven and eight hundred dollar shoes, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean, like thousand dollar shoes, and they ain't got no freaking money. You know what I mean? It's 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 just real. Well, sometimes I mean, some sometimes they got families, you know. And I know you want to. Yeah. I know you got that shoes is something to talk about. Sometimes they got families, bro. Like like a kid or two. Yeah. Maybe that's you know maybe that goes into why they joint. Another thing is like the sellers that like. Cause where I'm at, we get sellers that got dropped from the academy, right? That's just like mm. how it works. So and then they get in this where like they could be mishandled. Like sellers that got dropped from the academy could be like really, really mishandled to where it's like they in like this limbo. So some of them be like in the navy, right, and not getting checks, like not getting paychecks. Cause when you're in the academy, you're a civilian or whatever, right? You're a student. You're a civilian. Do you even get it? Do you even get a paycheck? Do they get something? They get, probably get a little bit of allowance, I'm assuming. Well, when they get... But not like a real... When they get dropped from the academy... And some of this, I don't know. But I, I'm just going off experience from what, I, from what I've seen. So when they get dropped from the academy, right? They, got, they get a rate. Like, like, they get rated. You know, they, like they become like sailors, bro. You know? So, and, and, and mm-hmm. I, I can't get too deep into this, but like... So I was talking to a seller, right? I can't get too deep into it, but I was talking to a seller and I was like, yo, how you doing? The seller was like, I'm good, senior, boom, 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 you know, working, trying to get my stuff. Then I, I, I gave that look. I'm like, yo, how you doing? Broke down, bro. Broke down. Tears. Mm. Crazy, right? The double, um, hey, if you out here and you trying to, you know, communicate with your sellers, um, and I don't give that much advice, but sometimes that double how you doing, sometimes that double how you doing works. Like yeah. the like and you, the, and you can and you can tell too, right? You can tell when you got to do that double. Yeah, you can look at the face. Yeah, when they ain't looking at you on that yeah. first, how you doing? When they not yeah. looking at you and they just talking and they rambling and it's all about achievements and accomplishments. Then you 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 get that eye contact and you look at them like, oh, mm-hmm. how you doing? You know, and then it's yeah. like it's warm and they just break, you know, and um. It's not really about breaking them, but it's about getting them to break down and be open and honest and, you know, like, because it's ways that we can help, you know? So, but that's neither here nor there, but um, that's connected to a story about uh, Academy Drop. So, like, man, like a seller, like, was dropped from the Academy and, like, just went home, right? Or something, like, went home, thought, like, the Navy thing was over and, like, a year later gets hit up by the Navy, like, yo, you owe us time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You owe us time or whatever. And then in this time, it's like, it's some money owed. It's like thousands of dollars owed. And it's like, so when you come back and you get these checks, we pretty much taking all your checks from you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, 
Like, how do you live like that? You know what I mean? You can only hit up Navy, Marine Corps, Relief Society, like, so much. They can't, like, stipend your whole entire life. You, you, you know what I mean? You got a car, you, you know, so it's like, like, you got to pull together and, like, do what you got to do to take care of, you know, sellers, man. It, it, it's some sad stories out here. And, and, and I know a few academy drops at this point that, and then like, even with the state of PSD and where it is, and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I know a few academy drops that has, that have had like hard times, like whether it be uniforms, I'm like trying to get uniforms or the paperwork is all weird because it's in Annapolis. It's in, because they's not even at PSD. Like their information ain't even between, it's between Great Lakes and Annapolis. Like that's where the, that's where like the, 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 the jumble, the jumble of like paperwork and confusion is somewhere between Great Lakes and Annapolis. Like we got to do better with these Academy drops, bro. I wish I had like more information or, or I, I didn't really respect the privacy of some of them. Um, not that I wish I didn't really respect, but in respects to the privacy of some of these people, I can't say too much of the story, but um, we got to do better when it comes to people that get kicked out the Academy, man. Like they shouldn't have to yeah. go through some of the stuff that hey. they have to go through. Um, Man, also, man, with that, with that being said, man, I know you talked to talk to some people, but hey, drop us, drop us a some in the timeline or something, man. Drop a comment or something on how this works. Cause I don't know that process either, man, about like, because I know everybody don't make it through. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so what happens to these? What do they go? Do they become deck seamen? They become they transient. They, become... they 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 come where I work. I'm telling you, they come where I work. Okay. That's where they come. Okay, okay. Like they come where I work and become transients. Uh, two of them I know. And what's that? Two of them I, two. Well, first two of them I know they nukes, right? So they got raided and they nukes. Um, a trans like like a TPD, like like transient, you know, until okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. A, until they you know either get out or go go out to sea or whatever, depending on yeah. I guess whatever it got to do with time and stuff. Because like that. I'm assuming. If if you a certain, I guess if you a certain rate or whatever, about well, you at the academy, so you're trying to be an officer or whatever, um, and you don't make it through this, you still could be, you still can be an officer though, right? You just can't be a, a certain officer, or you had to go, or you just at that whole academy period. I mean, what you? you know what I mean, you I mean if done. you get kicked out the academy, I mean, if you get, yeah, if you can't stay at the academy, you you how you gonna be yeah, an you officer? Can't, you gotta finish. I'm sure you got you gotta finish a certain portion, right? Yeah, uh, even yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, I, I think this all like, I mean, uh, if, if it's your fourth year and like, you know, yeah. you're on your last semester and they let you go, I think you're going. Like, I don't, you know, I don't yeah, think you up, like, yeah, yeah, I don't think you like, yeah, I still up. should be off. Yeah, I don't, nah, but I'm doing, I've done four years, player. Yeah. Y'all need to reevaluate this. <laughs> that ain't situation. happening. Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> happening. Like, I mean, we might need, you know, we, we, we might need some information, but I, I mean, I, I don't think that's happening, man. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so please, let's you know, let's do better. You know, with those people, um, let's do better with those people. And speaking of doing better, speaking of doing better, we should do better. You gotta do better. Yeah, man, I got, I gotta do better, man. And and I, man, look, I know. I'm before I say this, I'm gonna say I know that I didn't sit here and then talked about pharmacy you know, medical. <laughs> Pharmacy, Last time man. I talked about the ITs though, right? About the sore form. But this time, I need I need some I need a little bit more empathy. I don't know if I'm using the right word in this in this right now, but I'm gonna say empathy. If you guys know I'm in a bad state of mind, I'm hurting, can you guys show that same like like don't be in there cracking jokes and stuff? 
you know what I mean, while we talking, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I'm here hurting up in the, in the doctor's office one day, man. Like, I'm hurting up in there. Yeah. And I, but I need you guys to, to feel me, man. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like feel what I'm going through and not kind of like just treat me like I'm just another person that walked in the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how I feel like I'm being felt. Like I'm just another person in line. Let me check what you got going on and get you the hell up out of here. So what you nah. want? What, what type of treatment you want? No, nah, I need I need you to not even like I, I want I want a little bit more like be into the conversation. Like what? You know what I mean? Like at least show that you give a fuck about what I got going on right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm up there talking, bro. They up there talking. He got some mad, he got mad people in there with him too, like some students, mad students. Uh-huh. And man, I'm up there talking about my shit and he asking them questions about like, if he got this, what that mean? Man, that mean you ain't even into what I got going on, man. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You ain't even talking. Then he asked me where I was from and I was like, I'm from, I'm from um, Gulfport. Dude, he didn't pull a Gulfport up on the computer, bro. Yeah. No, nah, how about you think about this leg, man? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this leg. Let's talk about this back. Can I? Can, but I do tell you. Huh? I was just going to ask, can I push back, man? Can I defend uh, Carmen and medical? No, no, man. I don't want you to defend All him, right, man. well, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to defend him. I'm still going to. I was just asking, you know what I mean? Like, That's how I look at it, though. That's how I look at it, man. Um, yeah. And, and we talked about this on a pod like a year ago, but it's like, man, yo, they see... They probably see 25 Damon Legginses a day or worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A day. Like to a certain but I still think they should they should be into like all every those single one. Every one. I mean, this is this is a sure this is go. an important conversation. So every one? Yeah. How though? I think so, bro. How? I, I think so. I, look, look, and when I say into the conversation, bro, I'm just more about, I'm more about like. Let's be in tune to what's going on with the patient. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like I'm getting something out of what you're talking about. If I feel like I'm getting something out of what you're talking about, I'm good. I'm I'm like, okay, we here. We talking. Okay, I got it. I'm vibing. Man, when you start talking about everything else up in here and laughing and coking and joking and stuff, man, I'm like, God damn, man. Is it, Shit. Is it because of the human aspect? That 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 you saying that? Yeah, Mo- yeah, most definitely. I'm, and it's me. Yeah, because I'm only asking that because well, that's selfish. But I'm only asking that yeah, other part because <laughs> like uh, CCO, like if if 16 divisions came down to your shop about like CCOLs and all of them had like a sob story of why they CCOL got hit or whatever it wasn't signed that they needed an updated one. I'm only thinking like eventually, like y'all not gonna care about the story. Cause I'm looking at like a doctor, like a uh, I'm looking at medical, like a uh, a detailer or whatever. Like, how many? Like, I can't care about every single. But see, this is the thing. This is the thing, bro. This is the thing. After I walk out of that door, you could have paid. You could have played the game. I don't care. Yeah. I feel like you got to play that game, though. Yeah. You in the business of playing that game. You know what I mean? Like, if, if somebody come talk to me about CSOLs, in my mind, I might be like, get the fuck out of here. That's like, that's strip club. But, that's strip club mentality, man. That's <laughs> like strip club mentality. Like, where it's like, everybody's look, special. Look, like, look, everybody. I got a junior, yeah. <laughs> I got a junior say that come in and talk to me about CSOLs. I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna point to the dope. You know what I mean? I'm saying, come on in, man. Let me try to help you out. You gonna sit him down? You gonna sit him down in the shop? Well, depending on what it is. I'm gonna sit him down or I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell, hey, you know, go see DC, whoever. 
You know what I mean? He'll help you out or whatever. I'm not going to be like, get up out of here, man. All right. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm, going to be straight with y'all. Chiefs, junior sellers, uh, all y'all. I'm going to be straight with y'all. Um, If your light bulb messed up, man, if your light bulb is out, it's a lot of light bulbs out. It's a lot of light bulbs out. Grab the no, trouble hey, call hey. log. Log it. And we going to get to it. Like, it's a lot of light bulbs out. Your light bulb is not the most important light bulb on my trouble call list. I love y'all. I'm going to take care of y'all. Hey, man. Don't even get me started on that trouble call log, man. Hey, man. So, not even, not even, like, like, on the ship we was on. Not, not on the ship we was on. But I remember being on the ship, man. That trouble call log was like, hey, ain't nothing. You was more like, you was about the trouble call log, but you would still help some motherfuckers out. Oh no, I'm a helpful person. Dude. If I if I was a medical, yeah. like right now I'm just right now I'm just debating. Cause if I was a medical person, I would make I would make Damon Leggins feel special. Like I I, I would. Yeah, I'm you. a helpful thank person, you. but I, I yeah. you know. But hey, one ship, that trouble call log, bro. If it wasn't in that trouble call log, you don't even going up in there. Don't even talk to me about it. Yeah. Don't even say I'm talking about. First question coming out of my, hey man, you, hey man, I got this. Book. Is it in trouble call log? Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like uh, it ain't even a conversation. Oh. If it ain't in that trouble call, if it's not a job written, it's not in that trouble call. It's not even a conversation. Yeah, about it. But that's the standard they set. So you already knew that though. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like they set that standard and yeah, because uh, electricians get done dirty, bro. Like like we get, we, but, but but on the flip side, of that, we the most disrespected rate in the navy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are but on on the flip side of that though is now with the whole electrician world, they come in, they ask for something, and they getting they getting pushed back too for no reason. I mean, I ain't gonna say it for no reason. Who, it's, it's who, reason who asked for something? Electricians? You talk about electrician? Say say for example. Um, I'm gonna, this ain't what happened. But I'm just saying for example. Now your electrician. You know, coming in after hours to get some DC training. Yeah. N- nah. Come back at this this time. Yeah. When you easily can sit down there and get some DC training. Easy day. Yeah. But no, nah, they're not gonna do it because no, nah, you know what I mean? Last time I talked to you, bro, you were telling me about that trouble. Yeah, and that's that and that's dirty. Cause it's like <laughs> it's a hundred lights out. Like they just trying to do their job, right? Like electricians get disrespected <laughs> so much. Oh man. man. People come up to you in this P-way about like that light. Yeah, I, I remember, man, we wound up putting the trouble call log outside the shop. Like, 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 yeah, like, like, we don't even need the trouble. Let's put the trouble call. You know what happens to that trouble call log? It got sabotaged. Like, like, they disrespected our hey. trouble call log. People don't fill it out. Like, they don't fill it out right. Like, the last one, they don't, it's like nothing. Like, we the most disrespected rate in the Navy, man. Bro, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you what we should do, bro. I know we can get off topic a little bit on my, on my, on my shit, but I want to say this, though. Even with the light bulbs, man. Just get that shit to the divisions. Let them order their own shit. Let them do their own shit. Right? Same thing with DCPOs, man, to a certain extent, though, with the DCPOs. No, but a lot that. of times people just don't. Yeah. People just, no, I said to a certain extent because people just don't know certain things about, you know what I mean? Like, I, like if you don't know, I, I think I don't know if you, I think you were still there when they turned over the ventilation. Yeah, right? yeah. Ventilation to all the all the division or whatever. Good. Motherfuckers, yeah. good. You know what I mean? Because people complain about what the fan call units all the time. Now, no, go change yeah. your own shit out now. And you, and you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, 
And you know which so division wasn't game? confused? You know which division wasn't confused? The EM. Yours? Because we already been doing that PMS anyway. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you got yeah, you got point. Yeah. Let me tell you this though. Let me let me tell you why I was excited about that. Is that's the only thing that DCPOs have to do for tag out. Mm-hmm. Was that. Yeah. So now it's easy on me. Now I ain't got to worry about making sure somebody trained up on how to do tag. Cause you know, a lot of rates don't do tag outs that much. So I ain't got to worry about that. You, cause, cause what happens? They go to DCPO, then all the engineers be the one that's doing the tag out for them to do the work. Mm-hmm. So now you ain't got to worry about that no more. It was, I, man, I'm loving it. And, and that's just the beginning. I'm telling you right now, it's just the beginning. Let's go back to like Most of the shit going back to the division. Let's go back to that uh-huh. point you made about light bulbs though. Yeah. On the ship, on our last ship, Right? I say the name, the Peralta on the Raphael Peralta. DPG one one five on our last ship. Which is hey, which is different. I'm gonna tell you right now before you even finish, I'm saying it was different. Now go ahead. What you trying what you trying to say your face about something, man? I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw how we we man, we we had to we had to do things. You don't know what y'all even know what I'm about to say. Like, uh, like, like I, I just wanna throw different at the first. I just wanna throw that at the first. Know what I'm, say. Ahead, I'm gonna say this on our last ship. <laughs> When we would tell divisions, because you was talking about light bulbs, you said things would be better if the divisions could just order them. Y'all could. Y'all could just, like, y'all were able to just order light bulbs. Like, like, like y'all could have just done it, you know? But, like, we, yeah. you know, people would come to the shop and they'd be like, hey, like, I need three light bulbs. Like, it's, and, and we like, yo, like, we we electricians. Like, we the most disrespected rate in the Navy. So that means that we got way more stuff to do than just, like, give people light bulbs. Like, we got to go out on the deck place and get disrespected some more, right? So, and, but no, it's people coming to us every day. Like, hey, I need like five light bulbs. Like, we need 20 light bulbs for our space. And the moment we'd be like, hey, you know, you know, you could eat, you could order these yourself. <laughs> you know, people would be like confused, you know? It, it would be moments that like, it would be moments that people would go back to their divisions and like tell their chiefs and divos. Like, hey, I went to the EM shop and they want to give me no light bulbs. They said that like, I could just order them myself. And the chiefs and devos would come like hey bro like <laughs> <laughs> hey bro i heard like my guys came down for light but like and i'm like yeah you like they like yo i heard like you guys you know sent them away i'm like yeah they told them they could order them themselves they gave them the part numbers they gave them everything for the leds and the regular fluorescence they gave them everything they need dude's like come on bro like yo just like i'm like yo you can order them yourself it's true like like just get your own light bulbs like i remember I remember telling somebody, it's like, nah, well, I thought the EMs kept all the lights because on my last ship, the EMs kept like kept all the lights. I'm like, well, what kind of ship was that? It was an amphib. I'm like, all right, well, where do you think, like if the EMs keep all the lights, like for, for the whole ship, where, they gonna go? where you think they at? <laughs> like, 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 like what space you think we got all of these damn lights at? You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, whenever we did keep all the lights, they would be somewhere like the battery locker or somewhere that like we would have to like, they don't supposed to be move them around before the space can inspect it. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's get these lights out to everybody on the ship. But nah, man, y'all did us like, like so, so y'all did us dirty, man. Most disrespectful. Yeah, no, let me let me put this in perspective a little bit, though, man. Like we talking about lights, we could be talking about everything on the Rafael Peralta on things that was like, what I would say, low priorities on certain certain situations. Rafael Peralta, that shit was high priority. Yeah, if we did a zone inspection, you better have all your spanner wrenches. You better have all your whatever the case may be. You better your lights better be working. If they not, you may not go home. Please. Yeah, you may not. You, your shit got to be fixed. You know what I mean. So 
that's probably why those light bugs were so freaking important because somebody ain't going home probably, man. You, oh, you say go order you say go order them light bulbs. Now that's gonna take another two weeks to come in. Yeah. Another you know? another form of disrespect. Another form of disrespect. <laughs> the zone inspections and the dits. So zone inspections and dits, right? So, you know. You, you knew Don't get us started, bro. You that's knew whole, that that's 15 whole light bulbs in your space was out weeks before your dits are zone inspection. You knew it, you know? But nah. A week out. Bro, and then it then and look, I'm gonna say one thing. We gotta we gonna move on, man. I'm gonna say one thing. And how about it dits, man, when when you got those jobs that you just written for those light bulbs, and then the CEO be like, electrician ain't got no light bulbs. Yeah, they told us to order myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, a week out. A week. Roll the yeah. bus over you, bro. Yep. Uh, like you know, they finally hit and pushing. Then they had that debrief. Like, yeah, we talked to the EMs. The EMs ain't you know doing it. And you know, then Changa say something, and then like you get somebody. They they would come look at our trouble call book, right? <laughs> they would come like, well, let me see this. Where, where is that? Right? It'll be Chang or uh, maybe uh, maybe just Chang, and he'd be like, well, let me see this. And then it's like, hey, sir, like. They just added this job today. <laughs> like he's like, yo, they just put y'all on blast. So it's always supply. I love supply. Like I can't, I don't, I don't ever want to get bad blood with the CSs and the SHs. I love y'all, right? But y'all was the ones that always put us. It was y'all suppos, yo. The suppos, y'all always put us on blast when the CO start getting yeah. in y'all ass. And then whenever they come down, <laughs> they see that y'all just put the job in today. Today, <laughs> y'all just put that shit in today. Stop messing with us like that. Um, <laughs> most disrespected rate in the Navy electrician. Um, I just like to say that. Um, my my do better yours. is yeah. um, oh we didn't we didn't want off tracks. Was that the end of your do better? Yeah, that was the end. Yeah. So this is my do better, and a lot of y'all going, but a lot of y'all might be upset with me about this, but um, you know, because I don't do this often, but. My do better is for sellers that don't want to go out to sea. Mm. Navy sellers that don't want to go out to sea. I don't care what moment, you know. So background. Well, this is a soft background. This ain't the hard background. This is soft background. But um, a friend of mine, she just called me, her daughter. She's trying to join the Navy. Um, and she was asking mm-hmm. me questions. So I asked her a couple questions, but... One of them was, do you know that it's a high possibility that we could be going to war soon, right? And she was like, yeah, I know. I'm like, with who? And then she said, with who? With who and everything like that. But then the next question I asked her was like, do you know that she want to be a corpsman, a HM? So I'm like, do you know, like, if you be a HM, you know, I'm like, you could work at a hospital? I'm like, but you could be FMF. And, you know, that's like out in the field. Like, actually, I'm like, or you could be on a ship. And I'm like, they like three of the main places that, you know, from what I know, you know, where you could be as a, you know, as a corpsman. And then like the last question I asked her was like, do you know that it's a high, like a 95% chance that you'll be on a ship? Like, like you'll be out at sea going for months and months and everything like that. Like damn near like guaranteed that you're going to be out to sea. Right. And I asked that for a reason, because even people that join, I, I, at this point now, I've spoken to way too many first-term sailors that like are like shook up by like by the potential of like underway time or like sea duty. Like, and it's yeah. like, 
like you join like if I if I joined the Air Force, and, and and there's some people in the Air Force that like this would never happen, you know. But if I joined the Air Force, I would I would expect to go into an airplane, like and be in the sky. You know what I'm saying? If I joined the yeah. Army or the Marines, I would have an expectation like boots on ground somewhere. Uh, maybe um, driving in a tank or something like that. Just And I'm thinking about as just a civilian who don't know nothing about the military. I'll be like, oh, I'm probably going to drive in a tank one day. You know, not even knowing what's going to happen in, in my job. But if I joined the Navy, the, the place with all the ships and boats and, you know, stuff like that, I would expect at some point to be on a ship. And I would expect to be on a ship for a period of time. Um, and I've seen sailors like cry at the potential of sea duty, you know, or the potential of, you know, going on deployment. And it's like, yo, yeah. you have to like, you like, and what, I mean, do better. Like I'm not, this not a do better where like, I'm like blaming you, but this a do better where like, you need to educate yourself that like, yo, this place with these ships, they operational ships, you know, unless you LCS. <laughs> Say that if LCS get on them LCS community, get on them LCS community, get him. The LCS is I see y'all, man. Y'all making them four, but yeah, yeah, y'all going out, man. Little, little three butters. <laughs> They'll make three butts, bro. LCS just months. completed the deployment across the coast of California. <laughs> Y'all about get on them LCS community, get him 12 nautical. Yeah, she stayed about 12 nautical miles away from the shoreline. <laughs> we we, uh, we oh rode her from God. Florida to Philly and back to Florida. Successful deployment. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> hey, I love y'all. LCS, that's y'all, my people. I love y'all. And it's been some LCSs. I think one just completed a successful deployment somewhere or whatever, like that, right? But um, <laughs> but uh yeah, man, like you gotta expect to go out. Like you have to expect to go out, like go out to sea and be underway and like live that lifestyle. Like that's a part of yeah. being a seller, rough seas, water, yeah, like man. Like and, and in my in my opinion, that's the best part. That's been the best part for me is sea duty. Um, it's always the worst part when you live in it, right? You hate it when you live in it. But it's you know, in, in hindsight, like I'm gonna remember my sea duty moments more than my shore duty moments for the most part. Because shore duty is kind of like, yeah, like show up, do your work, get the hell out of there, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, you could do some stuff better, like your three, your seller three sixty programs and different stuff like that. But when it comes yeah. to like you actually doing your job, working and like having those memories, most of my memories are from like out in sea. Out, I mean, out at sea or whatever like that. So I just think like you know, sellers um, first, first, like a lot of first timers. But like we got to do better in educating ourselves in the potential of going. And I'm saying this very nice, <laughs> but we got to do better in educating ourselves in the potential of going out to sea. Like that should be expected. But, yeah, and you and you're right, man. Like I think I think you're starting at the right spot too, though. When they when they're young, you know, yeah. educating them young, you know what I mean. So they 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 know, man. I mean, of course, when they get older, they're gonna make their own decisions when they be in for a while. But um, you can't. I, and, and and I'm gonna tell you this, man. It's a mindset. Yeah, it's a mindset. If you know you about to go out of the sea for three years, you about to go out of sea for four years, or whatever the case may be, you know it, bro. Mm-hmm. That's, now that's your mindset. I know I got to go out here and kick some ass for three years. Yeah. 
you know, so that's now I'm, I'm built for that. I'm built for that now. If you don't, if you're not built for that, you going in and you're gonna be blindsided, man. You're gonna literally get blindsided because right now, if you don't really understand ship schedules right now, you're gonna get blindsided. Yeah. You all over the place, man. You all over the place. It's inspection after inspection. Be ready to get your shit together so you can be, fl- I ain't gonna say flawlessly because that's hard. But I'm going to say to be ready for these inspections because now it's so many inspection teams. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, it's so many inspection yeah, teams. Yeah. You just got to be ready. Yo, how do you, you be ready? But how do you handle the conversation though? Like, like I'm still developing like my skill set on how to handle the conversation when the sellers say they don't want to go out to sea. Because my natural mind is like, we in the Navy, like it's a part of Navy, what we man. do. Right, um, so how do you, that, that's a hard, like what do you do? That's a hard conversation. That, I don't know if I can even be, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I can sugarcoat that any kind of way to say it a certain way, um, to tell you the truth and give me a little time. I'll make come up with something. But right now I'm, I'm like you, man, we're in the Navy. Yeah. I mean, what's your expectations? You know what I mean? Like, what's your expectation? What's your job? You probably got a most rates in the Navy. They're at sea rates. Yeah, sea so going of, rates. That's not, but re- the rest of them is sea duty rates. How are you going to get out of not? going to sea and stay in the Navy. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't, uh, you most definitely in the wrong, in the wrong, um, the wrong job, the wrong field because, and I probably can help them with that. You know, find out who they can talk to and find out a program to help them out the Navy because yeah. if you don't want to go to sea. I don't think you should be in the Navy. Yeah, because I normally ask, I'm, I'm like, yo, is it any other, you got any other issues? Like, you know, I see somebody crying or something. You know, you, anything else? No, it's just that I don't want to go to sea, senior. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's like, I don't, like, what else? Like, I don't know what to do here. Like, 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 a, yeah. like this, this is a well, part I mean, of it. Yeah, like, I'm it's the nature you, of the beast. I'm to talk to somebody, but it sure ain't, you don't need to talk to me. I'm going to give you some professional help from somewhere. Yeah, it's the nature of the you beast. You join the Navy and don't want to go to sea. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I got a do better update. A do better update. So last episode, I, t- I talked about like an officer that I, um, had an exchange with that I said I needed to do better, you know, based off the exchange. And I said I was going to talk to her. And, you know, me being me, man of my word. You know, even mm. though I'm in one of the most disrespected race in the Navy, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I went and talked to her. I saw her. I ran into her. We talked, man. She was cool, man. We laughed. We joked. She tried to get at me in person, though. Then she asked me, like, why like, why couldn't, like, because I told her, I was like, yeah, I was talking about you, you know. She was like, well, why couldn't you have me there, you know, when you talked about me or whatever. I was like, yo, the way... Like, 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 you know, with this vibe you got, man, <laughs> like, like that wasn't going, like, no, I wasn't going to let you disrespect me on my own, you know, on my program. You know what I mean? You ain't about to disrespect me on my program. <laughs> yeah, that would be egging it on too. Yeah, but, oh, uh, man. nah, she was super cool, man. Um, funny. She wanted me to, uh, help her do something. She wanted me to help her out with something, man. It's funny. Like what she wanted help with. Like she wanted me to help her find a venue for her, uh, for her, um, promotion ceremony. But it was like off base. It was like, she didn't want to do it on base. And I'm like, man, base probably the best place to, you know, do it at. But it's a lot of things that come along with doing it, you know, where we work. But I just wanted to say, I I ran into her, like, like, like I said, you know, we were going to do, and uh, we had a good talk. We laughed. We, you know, it was fun, man. She's super cool, man. So good, you know, good luck to her. All right. But let's get into Hero of the Week. Right. Let's get into Hero of the Week. Um, uh, Hero of the Week is, uh, the campaign for this Hero of the Week is, uh, World War II, uh, 
U.S. Army. You know, um, that's the branch of service. Van Thomas Barfoot, right? Uh, rank second lieutenant. The rank at the time of action was a technical sergeant. The conflict era is World War II. His unit command was 3rd Platoon, Company L, 3 Delta Battalion, 157th Infantry, 45th Infantry Division. He was in the Army, the Medal of Honor Action Date, May 23rd, 1944, Medal of Honor Action Place, near Carano, Italy. Citation. Well, let me go back one time. Van Thomas Barfoot, Technical Sergeant Van Thomas Barfoot. Citation. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of life above and beyond a call of duty on 23 May 1944 near Carano, Italy. With his platoon heavily engaged during an assault against forces well entrenched on commanding ground, 2nd Lieutenant Barfoot, Barfoot, then Technical Sergeant, moved off alone upon the enemy left flank. He crawled to the proximity of one machine gun nest and made a direct hit on it with a hand grenade, killing two and wounding three Germans. He continued along the German defense line to another machine gun emplacement and with his Tommy gun killed two and captured three soldiers. Members of another enemy machine gun crew then abandoned their position and gave themselves up to Sergeant Barfoot. Leaving the prisoners for his support squad to pick up, he proceeded to mop up positions in the immediate area, capturing more prisoners and bringing his total count to 17. Later that day, after he reorganized his men and consolidated the newly captured ground, the enemy launched a fierce armored counterattack directly at his platoon positions. Securing a bazooka, Sergeant Barfoot took up an exposed, uh, exposed position directly in front of three advancing Mark VI tanks. From the distance of 75 yards, his first shot destroyed the track of the leading tank, effectively disabling it, while the other two changed direction toward the flank. As the crew of the disabled tank dismounted, Sergeant Barfoot killed three of them with his Tommy gun. He continued onward into enemy terrain to destroy the recently abandoned German field place with a demolition charge placed in the breach. While returning to his platoon position, Sergeant Barfoot, though greatly fatigued by his Herculean efforts, assisted two of his seriously wounded men 1,700 yards to a position of safety. Sergeant Barfoot's extraordinary heroism, demonstration of magnificent valor and aggressive determination in the face of point-blank fire are a perpetual inspiration to his fellow soldiers. And he was awarded that while he was alive. Nice. That was great, man. Guys doing great things, man. Um, Like we talk about every week uh, on our Hero of the Week. Um, Yeah, he's a hero, man. Yeah. No doubt. Like, he single-handedly destroyed two machine gun nests, disabled a tank, and he took, like, what, over 17 victims? He probably got about nine kills. Like, this dude was, like, a hero out there. I I be thinking, like, man, like, if I'm sitting down in in a bunker somewhere, man, I see these machine gun nests, you know, and I see them, and I'm like, man, I'm finna go ahead and try to trying to get this i gotta think now like what is my mindset to think that i am by myself is about to go up mm-hmm. there and take on these machine this machine gun that's like whew, that's that's and not only one what two yeah 
I don't know, bro. Yeah, and he's a, he's a he, most definitely a hero. Yeah, he's a just just for a, as a as a as like a keynote. Um, he's a Native American, right? So just so you know, uh, we can note it. He's Native American, and this month is uh, Native American Heritage Month. So you know that 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 part went into like why I picked. But he's he's one of yeah. our Native American Medal of Honor recipients, and he like I mean he and he he passed away at ninety two. You know what I mean? So he lived a long life, you know. <laughs> so he he went up yeah. against three German tanks and he he won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Him and his team, they won against three German tanks. It's crazy. Man. Yeah, man. So Van T. Barfoot. Sick. So I got a trip coming up to Jamaica, right? Okay. Yeah, man. And like I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Do the travel. I'm trying to do everything. You know, you got to do the travel. Yeah, you got to do. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Um, and I and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to really get the process started till you know after the season, just because of how taxing both things are. So I got all my training done. I got everything I need done. It's just so much stuff, man. Yeah. You know, it's one of them situations where it's nobody's emergency except yours. You know what I mean? Because I need yeah. like a I need like a month in advance in order to you know, do in order to get all my paperwork and I need like a month in advance to get the request in and everything like that. So I finally got the request in. So man, like everybody, please just, you know, um, you know, just wish me luck, man. Hopefully I could get this trip to Jamaica, man. And if you do plan on going overseas, just know that different places you go is different. Like a lot of different requirements. You know what I'm saying? Like ISO prep stuff. stuff. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah. AT, a, yeah, AT training. Like, it's so much. It's so much yeah. shit, man. Yeah. And most definitely as a leader, man, we know about this stuff. And people want to go on these trips and stuff, man. And, boy, I, I first thing I tell them, all right, get ready. You better start now. Yeah. You got, it's a process. Yeah, it's you crazy. Know, it's a process. Hey, I got a question for you, though. Yeah, what's up? So people come in, right? Because um, let's say somebody come in and they talk to your mess or they talk to your command or whatever. And they open the floor for questions. Do you are, are you like the kind of person that like has a question when they open the floor? <clears throat> well, no. Why not? But I just, I mean, because I don't ask questions just to, to to ask questions. Now, I would be lying if I didn't say it depends on who's speaking and who's talking mm-hmm. because. If I feel like, say, for example, um, if someone going to talk, say, at my divisions, for example, somebody coming to talk to my division, and I know they're not going to ask questions, right? Yeah. So I will come up with a couple questions to get the flow going because my division, blah, blah, blah. If I'm in there with the so you, CNO, yeah. I'm probably not going to be that guy. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you one of those. I'm probably not. So you one of those people uh, that, you one of those people that when you with your division, like you'd be like, um, hey, hey, Top Snipe, um, what's your thoughts about, you know, us getting the spaces ready for inserve <laughs> to get your division, to get your... Hey, bro, hey, see, why see. your voice changed like that, bro? Yeah, like, you know, people, <laughs> you know, I know people that do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the the, the chief and the, the, the chief in the group, hey, CMC. 
Um, what's your thoughts about, you know, liberty, overnight liberty? You know, knowing that. Yeah, well, we'll see because you know, you know, you know, you know why those questions get asked, bro? Because they're gonna ask me these questions time they leave. So I want to yeah. make sure I get those questions out there ahead of time. Yeah. Man. But yeah. You, uh, you, you are you one of those guys asked like CNO and asked nah, the, nah, bro, like, I like you know? I so I'm I'm kind of scarred about that, right? But first, let me get into y'all sellers that be having questions. Y'all be talking all that, talking all that shit. And then, like, when the people come, y'all got no damn questions, but ask y'all questions. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm kind of scarred from that. From um, I used to um, ask questions a lot. And then somebody was like, eventually, you know, you need to start coming up with some answers. <laughs> you know, so somebody told me like that. Right? <laughs> some solutions, right? right. So, then, so then I would be the person that I never asked any question without a solution. Like, yeah. period. Yeah. You know, so even now, like, as a chief, when... When um like a force master chief or something comes in and they start talking, I like I'm really going in my head like, yo, is this a legit? It's been times I had questions, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like after the force left, then I feel like I do the justice that I should do by asking the CMC. Like, cause it's been times that like the force is there and I'm like, oh shit. And I think of something and then I'm like, yeah, I never asked CMC this though. Like, let me, you know, give CMC the respect that CMC deserve and like ask CMC about this or let me figure out an answer and make a suggestion and, and do it like this. That's why it's like, I never really like whenever, cause I feel like the only time I would have a question for like the Mick Pond or like a force or something like that for me, just based on how I came up is like, if I already asked like everybody else and they didn't have yeah. the answers you know, I just would feel because and I remember like being places as a first class and like <laughs> I remember the career counselor came in before. I think I might have shared this. <laughs> but the career counselor came in and started talking and like one of my sellers had asked the career counselor a question about like um, T.A. And I was in college at the time. Like I had all the answers like and I'm like, yo, you know, you could have asked me <laughs> like, like, you know, afterward. Yeah, and they just, I ain't know. I mean, that was just a career counselor. <laughs> and I went up to the career counselor. Yeah, I was serious about this shit, like helping myself. It's like I went up to the career counselor like, yo, like, you know, next time, like ask them if they ask the LPO first. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I had a good relationship <laughs> with my seller. So I wasn't like, but it was like, yo, like yeah. ask them, like, like, let's like, let's kind of like work together, man. Yeah. And, and the way I try to spin it was like, it, 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 you know, it, 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 it decrease your traffic. Like you don't have to like take care of them if I already did, but let them come to me. But I remember I, yeah. I took this shit way too serious. I'm sorry to yeah, like to all parties did. involved, but, yeah, but yeah. I just took it you like, must. come to me. I was like, it was like some mafia type shit. You come to me. <laughs> like you don't go to nobody else. Like, 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 yeah. like, but, um, Did you ask me that question first? Yeah. So, but, but that's how I look at it. Like with the CMCs and, and, and stuff like that. So, so yeah. I'm always like, man, like, I'm, I can't ask for this if I ain't talk to CMC about it. Yeah. So that's my thing. You know, that's my thing. But y'all young sellers, man, uh, my, my question to y'all is this. And, 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 I, and I do want y'all to answer if y'all listening. Do y'all think that the shit is not going to be re- resolved? Ain't nothing going to happen anyway? And is that why y'all really don't ask um, any questions? You know, I remember coming up when it used to be like, hey, Mick Pond coming. Um, they going to ask y'all to ask questions. 
let us let us let us know the questions first. Yeah, I wonder if that man, affects like, the sellers. Want to want to vet them questions? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wonder if that now affects like young sellers, like just the the vetting of questions. Like I'm interested yeah. in you know in, in the thoughts about about all of that. Yeah. I think the last and you know what though you 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 know you know you know what man since you brought the vetting of the questions. Why are we so scared of that though? What them asking dumbass questions as leaders. Yeah, as leaders, why are we so scared to let sailors um, ask their question without being vet- vetted? Now, yes, I do know some sailors out there ask some crazy-ass questions and then make you look like shit because they'll be like, what the fuck? But that may take some of the take some of the steam out of sailors asking. Yeah, I think you so. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, I mean, it could. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, and everybody got a sense of humor, I think. But, like, like so we had a... <laughs> we, and my, I'm a, when I was on shore duty... Every time they did like uh or like they did a weekly uh command quarters, it was a dude that asked a dumbass question like every time the same dude. He wound up getting in trouble for this shit. Like, 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 like but, but, <laughs> I remember like when I first got there, like the first week, he asked like this real dumbass question. And I, I I'm sure people remember this guy, but he asked like this real dumbass question. And um I was like, damn, that's a real stupid question for command quarters. Like, it was real stupid. I forgot what it was. But then the next week, he asked another question, like, just as dumb. And, like, we found out he was doing it on purpose, right? He just ain't just serious. <laughs> like, so I think that's why, you know, that goes at young sellers who might not know. It's a history of people asking really dumb questions. So that's why people vet. But yeah, like, is the vetting why y'all don't want us? Like, damn, I can't even ask a question without them wanting to know. Like, I'm interested. Like, because a lot of things happen now where they open the floor and it's crickets. It's crickets. Yeah. And, and and the reason, like I said, I gave my reason for why it's cr- crickets. Because I'm always somebody, like, I remember being places and people like, yo, you don't have questions? Like, so I'm always somebody that normally has, like, a question. But now I'm like, I want to be solution-based. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, I think my last topic is right before we started this thing, man. Um, I'm interested in whatever you were saying about PT because I don't know nothing about that. But right before we started yeah. this thing, <laughs> uh, 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 um, <laughs> a video popped on a feed uh, like these uh, um, military members in training or whatever, and they were doing Molotov cocktail training, right? And it's like, you know, for us, like some of y'all, bitch, you ever been OC sprayed? Yeah. I haven't. I got out of it every time. You know what I'm saying? When I was with LCS, they talking about you, you know, before we go on deployment, you know, that's a joke in itself. You know what I mean? But they talk about before we go on <laughs> deployment, <laughs> we, y'all go get OC sprayed. And I'm like, man, y'all, y'all playing. We ain't about to go no damn deployment. <laughs> y'all ain't about to OC spray me for this fantasy oh, deployment. Man. But they like, yeah. So, but I got out of that because I was just a, a pretty much like a transient guy. So I got out of that. I went back to my regular command. Um, actually, I think I came to the Peralta or something like that. And then like somewhere else, I was supposed to get OC spray on shore duty because I was supposed to go to school. Cause I was running the ASF program. So I was supposed to go to school mm. and then they was like, no, you can't uh, go to school for it. Just, just, you know, just run it, you know? And then I'm like, all right. So I ain't get OC sprayed there. And I actually wanted to then, but I got out of it. But like, I can't imagine, you know, getting hit up about that Molotov cocktail training. Right. So it says U S soldiers of 76 infantry brigade, brigade combat team from the Indiana army national guard, 
uh, practice crowd and riot control tactics tactics as part of Kosovo Force Mission at Joint Multinational Readiness Center. And this is a YouTube video on USA Military Channel. Uh, it's already at like a million, 1.3 million views. I can't imagine that though. Like, I, I don't know what type of excuse I'm going to come up with to get out of that Molotov cocktail <laughs> trade, but I'm not. And they pretty much stand there in the middle of like a field and somebody be like, Molotov, and then they just throw a Molotov cocktail at your feet, and then your feet catch fire, and then you got to stomp out of this shit. Like you, you step back twice and stomp out of this shit, man. Like, like what you doing on Molotov cocktail trade today, David? <laughs> <laughs> they gonna have you on the dink list too. Where it's like just like it's always good to go with the group. It's always good to go. It's like y'all dudes that be cheating on y'all PFA. Like, 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 like let's get into it. Let's get into it. It's always good to go with the group, man. Because <laughs> when, yeah. when you go at the group, like you, you, you another fish in the sea. Like I can't imagine like yeah, Molotov man. cocktail. Like you know, y'all dudes that be cheating on your PFA when y'all just it's just y'all in every single CFL. Like and they looking at every single push up. Like uh, imagine that Molotov cocktail traded, man. It's just you by yourself now. <laughs> just like, you solo. Like, yo, yeah, no, like you know, the last time you know the last Molotov cocktail trade was thirty people. So by the time they got to like person number twenty five. The, the, the Molotov cocktails was probably a little weaker. They probably just hit yeah, like one. Man. Like, it's just you. <laughs> it's just you. Yeah, we gonna hit you with thirty of these, man. Like that's protocol, yeah, dog. Like what you doing that day, David? On oh, on what now? Molotov cocktail training day. What you doing that day? You you showing up? Nah, I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> Molotov cocktail. Day. I ain't gonna make it that day, man. Yeah, you got it. Y'all gotta watch this video, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that was funny as hell about the the, the PFA shit. That's another story. Oh, no, nah, you know it. PFAs. Yeah, you know it. You know it. Like, if people be scared, you know, people be scared when it just yeah. never the CFLs. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I ain't gonna be like, you, you try to escape the PFA and they got your ass. Now it's just you and the CFLs. <laughs> hey, I got some, so I mean, I got so many funny stories about CFL, man. We go, I'm, you know, we're gonna talk about that coming up, man. That's gonna be our episode. We're gonna talk about that, man. I, I remember being in CFL, man. I ain't gonna get into the detail. I remember being in CFL. And when you first, man, you, you, you're doing your first time, you're, you're actually the guy. Yeah. You be having all these fake push ups, man. I remember I had the, the CO, man, um, at one of my Ooh. commands, dude. I'm gonna talk about it. He was do his push ups. He was doing a lot of them, 100 and some, but they was crazy the way he doing them, man. So, um, I was, let me tell you, bro, I was made to have to say something. Yeah. Like when I say made, cause you know, I wouldn't have said nothing. Like, no, <laughs> I feel like I'm shaking my head. I'm looking crazy or whatever. But, um, man, I had like freaking like three, four freaking khakis come to me, man. <laughs> yeah. So, push-ups, man. so eventually I had to like, that's hate. You know, I had to say something, but when I said something, it was more, it was more with the, me expressing and no, hold up let me take this back because I don't want nobody to think I went on and says this I did it that cycle I didn't say anything right you let but the CEO have it about it yeah, yeah yeah well I ain't say nothing about it people came to talk to me later about mm -hmm. it right yeah. so he had already did a hundred and something so what it is what it is the next cycle though that's when I like reiterated like the push-ups and I, I used Dude, it was it was kind of crazy, bro. I used one of my examples of not to do what was the one he was doing it. Uh -huh. Yeah, so that's kind of how I handled it. But it was crazy though. Did he do yeah, him bro, right? So, did he do him right? Yeah, yeah, hey, he did it right. Cool. I, no, no issues, man. I, I I ain't call him out. I ain't said yeah. anything about. It. I just used that demonstration that he was doing. 
Yeah, but I'm sure CEOs. <laughs> you know, I'm sure CEOs would want that. What, what was your What was your rank at the time? I uh, fresh chief man. I was like uh-huh. maybe my maybe my. I was a chief for probably about a year, year and a half. Maybe. So, for, and, and was it chiefs or cat? Was it chiefs and officers telling you that the captain was doing it wrong? Uh, it was like maybe one or two officers, mostly chiefs. officers. All right, yeah. So, first off, for y'all khaki, that's hate, y'all. Y'all was hating. <laughs> y'all was hating, right? But, 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 yeah. but second off, it's like this, man. I, like, you think a CEO wouldn't want their like young chief to have enough integrity to like be like, yo, call him out, yeah. Like what you think? I'm sure. I'm sure y'all see. I, 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 I think. it's. I think it's two things. He he. Priya want you to have integrity to call him out, but yeah, most definitely. I don't know if he wants you to have that integrity to call him out in front of people though. Yeah, you know what I mean. So uh, he most definitely probably will have no issue you pulling him to the side and, and talk about it. And I, I, I I know a lot of CEOs would love that. Like like, but yeah, but I have met some. I have met some CEOs. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to be like back at the like back at the gym like hey skipper like. Get ninety, nah, nah. make ninety, sir. <laughs> they, you ain't hitting ninety. Nah. Like, I don't know that'd be a like, great idea. <laughs> that's integrity, man. Yo, CEOs, man, yeah. y'all got it the same way. You know, that's integrity, man. You know, y- y- y'all want us, yeah. y'all want not, y'all want the the chiefs and senior chiefs to come back on liberty the same time as the junior sellers, and y'all want us out in the peeway too, not supervising, but you know, cleaning up. You know, and y'all should be able to take a take take a that take a you not breaking ninety like everybody else take, man. You know, like, like it's just you know. Let's like, let's just make everything equalized, man. If you ain't breaking yeah, ninety, man. you ain't breaking ninety. This year PT program. This year PT. I'm sure this. I'm sure the CEOs would be happy with you. You know, being like, hey, sir, come on, let's keep this thing. Yeah. Let's keep this thing holistic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. So man, I was um, I was looking at this um. On the military times, man, and I saw this, and and it, the only reason why this caught my attention, we see this stuff all the time, but this one caught my attention. Right, it says sailor convicted of dealing arsenal of machine guns and grenade launchers. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and you know what? Here lately, we've been seeing a lot of this shit yeah. going on. So that's not what caught my eyes. But what caught my eyes was when I when I clicked on it, it said um, it said a U.S. Navy sailor. Who was building a, a building and selling personal arsenal of heavy weaponry? Now this is what caught my eyes, but it said one that could arguably rival what U.S. send to Ukraine. Oh, what? What? Are you freaking serious Damn. right now? Yeah. Damn. You know, man, that's that's arms dealer. That's a lot of weapons, bro. Arms dealer type <laughs> shit. shit. Like black that, mask. I'm like, good gracious, man. Like My man living man, life like he in Gotham City, man. <laughs> what in the hell is going on right here? It's man? a dude. It's a, it's, a, it's a guy. Yeah. Yeah, my man living life like he in Gotham City or something, man. Yeah, man. I was like, good gracious, that, That's the end of the like, story? Like... <laughs> No, it's, it's a full, it's a full story. Like, I'm just like, telling you what caught me. Like, I was like, catch it. No, he, he had guns and it, it, it talked about all the stuff that he had and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, you got people said, interested. Rivals, fucking, you got people interested uh, now, dog. Like, what happened? Oh, I can read it. Hold on, give me one second. Hey, I know y'all. I know y'all. I'm talking to the listeners. I know he just gave us that headline, man. <laughs> I know, speaking of headlines, yeah, I know you got a little joke or something. <laughs> I'm on it, bro. Uh, his name was pa- Patrick Tate, man. Uh-huh. He was 28, convicted. You know, I mean, five counts of receiving possessions, transferring unregistered machine guns and other destructive devices after un- undercover operation uh, 
Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, Postal Undercovery. They got him, man. They always get him, bro. Yo, I'm looking at his picture, though. I'm looking at his picture. And, like, from looking at the picture of him, one thing, it's two things I could tell. The first thing that I could tell from looking at his picture is that he knew this day was coming. And the second thing that I could tell from looking at his picture is that he did not give a damn. <laughs> he did not give a damn no that this day was coming. Fucked giving. That's crazy, oh, bro. Man. That's crazy. 25. And, and them, I'm trying to think, like all them unregistered guns, man. Like unregistered. Where you getting these motherfuckers? He was in Virginia Beach. And who, who who was he dealing these weapons to, though? Like just regular people in the, in, in the neighborhood? Oh, he sold them online. Yeah, sell them online. That's how they got him. Sell them online. He was a master at arms. Yep. Oh, that's crazy, man. He, he about Yo, to go down. Yo, master at arms, man. What's going on, master at arms? Say y'all roll, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Say y'all roll. Yeah. Huh? That's crazy, back bro. Back in the old armory, huh? Going back in the old armory. <laughs> You can't qualify everybody for the armory, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't qualify everybody back there, man. That's crazy, man. Speaking of the armory, yo, y'all used to mess, like, again, most the most disrespect. If you're an EM and you're on a DDG, the armory is right next, next to your shop. Hey, what up, Johnny? I know Johnny be listening, too. Hey, man, the people that used to come get them guns, man. They used to they used to dirty my P-Way up sometimes, you know? <laughs> sometimes. And, and they used to mess up the nuts, kid. You know, and they yeah. got the they got the little, you know, when they when they doing the gun turnover thing, it's like scratching up the bottom of it, scratching up my damn P-Way, man. And y'all used to like, yeah, y'all used to just look at us when we clean. Like, like it, it, it be cleaning stations. That armory door used to shut. <laughs> they used to just oh. <laughs> Come on, man. Because we was between the armory and then laundry, bro. And, and yeah. then that supply storeroom that y'all used to supply again. Y'all used to get, they going to hate me after this one. I'm, I'm leave it alone. <laughs> y'all used to get us, man. But yeah, that's crazy this dude, man. Um, Virginia Beach, yeah. 25 unregistered machine guns, two grenade launchers, two anti-tank missile launchers. Damn, yo. Five Bro. ID. Uh, damn, what's up with him? What's going on? Whew, man. That's how he rolling, bro. That's how he rolling. Man, what else you got, bro? I know you got some more stuff. Bro. Let me quick, uh, real quick, man. Let me, let's talk about this, this, this new. I'm gonna read this because you know this is what the world want to hear, man. About the um, PFA. Um, yeah, man. Cycle twenty three, man. It's an update out. Uh, shit, man. Let me find it for you guys real quick. Yeah, PFA cycle will be conducted from 1 February between, I guess, between 1 February to 30th November, 23. Now, <laughs> I want to say something about that real quick. You guys hear that? You freaking CFLs. 1 February to 30 November. That's not March. Oh, no. Everybody doing that shit in February. That's Valentine's Day, PT. That's That's Valentine's Day, PFA. Man, it's not March, man. It's one of them? You guys got time. We doing one of them? Uh, Just one. Just one. Valentine's Day, man. February. It's happening in February. So so I just want to put that out there first and talk about about that, man. We easily, easily can make three cycles out of this. You know what I mean? One in April, one in July, and one in October or something. I don't go. 
It's, what? it's happening in February. <laughs> I wish it probably. Yeah. CFL says CFL will enter official CY23 PFA results under the label PREMS 2 and retain official body composition and readiness test score sheets, like stuff we always do. Sailors have access to their physical readiness, historical data. Yeah, we already know that. 10 weeks notice. That's the only thing I, I, I think that's that's crazy, man, is the fact that um, we got one cycle. It's approximately, uh, you know, nine months or whatever between them or whatever, and you and we putting out a 10 weeks notice. So if you have multiple, you put out multiple 10 weeks notices? I don't know. It's kind of... Um, yeah. So there would be no... Okay, there would be no excellent or above incentive exemption uh, for CY23. In the line reference... Uh, commanders, commanding officers uh, encouraged to use incentive programs for physical readiness program like Liberty and Awards and stuff like that. Fitness report evaluation guidance in the line tells you what to put in the block. Mm-hmm. Uh, the response to the fleet feedback. Oh, man, let me read this. The following items are provided to clarification frequently asked questions. Uh, CFLs must enter PFA by 30th of November. Yep, know that. Postpartum sailors in line with the reference a&E, sailors remain in pregnant status from pregnancy is confirmed by military health care or civilian. Yeah, we know that. 12 months following the qualifying birth event, sailors with pregnancy postpartum status, which expires during official PFA, are exempt from participating in FY cycle. So like, that sounds to me like if you was pregnant any time between that, you could be exempt. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's it for additional information who you can call. So, yeah. The biggest thing I can't get out of that, it's going to be only one PFA again mm-hmm. um, between that cycle, between um, February and November. Um, and, and the rumors are right now that's 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 rolling around. That this might be the new norm, just having one PFA. I don't know if you heard anything about that. I had sailors, I had some uh, chiefs talking about it one day. What do you think about How that? they got that information, what, what kind that? of focus groups they was a part of. What do you think about Somebody that? was talking about it. It's going to be one, huh? My camera's blurry. Hey, y'all. Hey. But what, what do you think about that, though? Uh, I'm not particularly a um, fan of that. I'm not I'm not technically a fan of it either, but I did notice that we was going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like we was going that way anyway. Um, but... I feel like we need to revamp the whole program. I think we should do things that's that's more. And I, and I don't have no, and I'm telling you right now, I don't have no solutions or anything like yeah. that. What I'm saying is I think we should do things more tailored to what we do um, in the military, right? Um, but I do think it's important, you know, your BCAs and things like that, your body comp and things like that. I know that's important for having, for people being healthy. So I think we should have something like that in place. Um, but the, the the things that we do, I think it should be tailored more to what we do in the Navy. All right. So this going to sound really bad, right? And I know it. But it's people that need a fitness program and it's people that don't. Um, yeah. And I ain't just talking about FEP. Um, I think that we should, like, and again, like you said, is this is not foolproof. This is just me shooting. I think we should acknowledge the people that don't need the program and let them do what they do. That was my, like um, my short duty command was like that. Like if you put in a chit, like let's say you had your own workout program cause you were training for like some, 
you know, contests or you were training for a triathlon, you could put in a chit and say, hey, I'm training for this. So boom, you know, and I lost, I did that and I, and I lost 90 pounds. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm doing this extreme thing, but boom, boom. Then I came back to the program and I became a ACFL. And I was able to help other people lose weight. But I left the fucking, I left the uh, PT program and I went and lost 90 pounds. You know what I mean? And, and I, I believe like if we, I don't know, I, I just think putting the power in the people's hands and letting them get on their own thing. I do think we should uh, do more when it comes to nutrition and stuff like that. But I, I also yeah. think that my mind is scattered because I also think like who has enough time to become a nutritionalist? Like maybe like yeah. we need to get some more civilians involved or something. But I, 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 I do. I, I just think that like that program is not like is not needed for everybody. Like I don't think everybody need to go out and do stations. I don't think everybody need to go out and and, and play ultimate frisbee. Like some people are serious. Like you know, and yeah, they could go on that free time. Yeah. But I, so, yeah. you know, I, th- I think let me, let me tell you what I think. All right, I, I I think we the I think before we was kind of going to the right place. I'm kind of with you, though, with the fact of if this kind of what I'm laying at right now. If I do the PFA the first cycle, right, I do it the first cycle, and that first cycle would determine if I do it again. That first cycle would determine if I need Command PT. Yeah. I mean, I think Command PT should be for, the for like, people who go into fail. You know what I mean? Or things like that. You use Command PT for that. Because they need to work yeah. out. They can do it three times a day. Yeah. Right? And, but FEP is, and then, FEP, is, FEP is like the lowest. Not, like FEP is like either you failed or you close to failing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, see, I, yeah. I, I think like, and I'm agreeing with you, but I think like exceptional numbers, like like the incentive, yeah. like exceptional, like like normal numbers, you still need to go to command PT. You know, but yeah. when we get yeah. to, if yeah. you just got out here and you did 150 pushups and you plank for uh, four minutes, keep doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be at no command PT. You, you're probably hurting yourself by yeah. the command PT. A- until you, know you don't, until you can't, until you come back down to earth yeah. and you back doing 50 pushups, 40 pushups and, and planking for like, a minute and 45, then yeah, all right, come on, let's come back to, you know, command PT. But if your numbers, you understand, yeah. like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and we put those numbers out there like they already got. Excellent. Is, if, if they get excellent, they get outstanding. You know what I mean? Uh, what, I think it should be outstanding. But you talking about not PT and not doing all that stuff. It should probably be outstanding or whatever. Whatever the case may be. And I think those should be the people who who not. But I think everybody should do it one time, one time a year. Yeah. Right. And then if you and then if you don't meet those whatever standards, then you can either do another you can either do command and then do another, you know, cycle or whatever. Um, but like I said, man, the, hey, we we just talking, we just shooting from the hips when we're talking about this. But let's get that focus group together. If you guys wanna we wanna fix this, let's get that focus group together, man. Let's do this. But somebody already came with a focus group that me and Dumbo missed again when they came up with this one. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and I got a layered but, I, I got a layered thought right. about that though. Do you think like my layer thought is this, like, let the people that want to be CFLs be CFLs, right? That's my layer thought, right? Let the people that want to be CFLs be CFLs. Because um, there's people that want, there's people that, like, when I lost 90 pounds, I wanted to be a CFL. Like, I wanted to go tell people how to do this, right? Um, so, first off, let that happen. But now the, the, the layer is here. Is it a stigma with people that ha- that hold collateral duties for, like, longer than a year? 
I don't think they should, man. No, I'm asking you though. Is do you believe it's a stigma against people that hold duties for longer than a year? Mm, I don't think so. I think it depends on what what's the what is the collateral. Like like CFL is one of the collaterals because you got to keep certain uh, keep um you got to keep paperwork for a certain number of years, right? Something like Simeo, where you got to keep stuff a certain number, things where you got to keep things a certain number of years. I think, you know, they may be, you making, you know, keep them a little bit longer. So if you had a, like, three years, you got a, you're, you're a chief, you got like your DC2, been a CFL now for two years. Um, you at career, you at a, a, a career development board or something. You're not telling your uh, DC2 to, try to find a different like your dc2 loves being a cfl you're not telling your yeah. dc2 to try to find a different collateral i am why um because i want some versatility to his game his or her game i mean i want him to know more i mean you could be stuck in that cfl game and you know all about cfl but but eventually you're gonna be leading sailors if you're not already leading sailors mm-hmm. um, i think that's all it's like that's being being a well-rounded sailor is doing doing more than just keeping going in one lane. I'm not mad about it because sometimes you have those the passionate about being a CFA because they eat your personal trainers and they love doing that yeah. stuff. Um, I got it. I understand that. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to get. I don't. I'm gonna talk to myself. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell him not to do it because sometimes people just got that passion for that stuff. I'm not gonna make you, man. You're not doing CFA no more. You're not doing ACFA. No, I'm not gonna do it like that. What I'm gonna tell him is. Um, hey, if to, to to make you a well-rounded sailor, you know, you should, you know, get out your comfort zone. Cause sometimes people do something to be in their comfort zone too. You have to explore that first too, though. You know what I mean? I'm I'm saying what I'm saying now to tell this, I'm gonna tell a sailor, I don't want you to do ACFL because you done done it three years in a row. But at the same time, I'm gonna talk about him, talk to him about it, him or her about it too. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, that's just a passion. So it's difference in passion. And somebody who's comfortable with doing some, one thing. Yeah. That's that's different for me. You know what I mean? Sometimes people can get in their comfort zone. It's all I know. That's all I want to do. Then you got some people know this is their life already. They love training people. They love, you know, helping people. They love helping them with their eating and all that stuff. So, okay, now I know why this guy or girl wants to do uh, be a CFL or ACFL. Yeah. Is there something wrong with being passionate about about anything like that? No, no. That's what I'm saying. If they passionate about it like that, I, I'm most definitely now I understand. Though. Yeah. But if you don't tell me that, I don't understand why you why you want to keep being a, a CFL or ACFL all the time. But once we be in that career development board and we have this conversation, now it clicks. Now, okay, now I know why you're doing this. This dude got a degree in this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I say, okay, I got it. I understand. That. So I think that drives right into whatever it was that you was talking about when it came to like collateral duties. <clears throat> about collateral duties? Yeah, didn't you? Um, yeah, didn't you have a topic about collateral duties? Like, have you ever has like have somebody ever? I mean, unless we got somebody else. Oh no, that topics. was the one we had for last time. We didn't bring it up, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember. It's like I remember your question was like, you ever had a collateral duty that you didn't want? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I brought this question up, man. Um, because I, you don't, you don't get the effort, right? Out of collateral duty sometimes that you don't want. 
So I like to, I'm saying this because we get into a circumstance where I'm, I'm the, okay, I'm the SEL or I'm the CMC and somebody going to take this collateral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Somebody going to take it, right? And most of the time what we do is we go to our confident, you know, confident guy that we know can get the job done and we say, okay, man, I need you to take this. Right. But then if not, if it don't happen like that, you're going to volunteer somebody. OK, no, you're going to do this program. You're going to do it. But then it ended up being a shitty product um, of doing it. So my question was you for you was, have you ever been in one of those situations where um, you had to do a collateral that you just didn't want to have nothing to do with it? But you it was in a circumstance where didn't nobody else want to do it. And the CMC came to you because he know you would get it done. Nah, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but no, nah, I never did a collateral that I didn't want to do, um, yeah. ever. Uh, I might have stayed in a, like, I was trying to give up Simeo after a year until I found out that, until, until Dirk was like, nah, bro, two that's years. two years. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, Dirk was like, yeah, I ain't about to have that, that two years and you about to get up out of it. And I was damn near turned over, I think, too, but, but um, like, outside of that, and it, and it wasn't because I was trying to get rid of it. It just was, I was, it was a year. I'm like, yeah, it's over, you know? Yeah. But, um. And you thought that was the, that was the number. Yeah, man. Then that second year, man, that second year hit different, man. That's when, the, that's when all the punches came, man. That second year, yeah, Simeo was a rough one. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I never, I never, um, ever. So, so for me, I, like one day, like I, I've always worked to like one day maybe be a CMC or like the McPon or somebody who knows. Um, so it's like every collateral duty I've ever done for me was like some kind of way preparation for being a CMC or something. Like I, like if I was a CMC, I would be able to be like, well, I know what you know, Adapa does. I know what Asimio does. I know what the MWR thing should be looking like because I did it. You know what I mean? So before um, making first, a lot of my collateral was just MWR. You know, that was really what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to command, like do stuff that was fun and have fun. And I kind of fell into that. So uh, I always cared about that. I even went to like my other command, like when I went to shore duty and like uh, uh, like they didn't even have M- MWR. We had something called the Enlisted Recreational Committee. So I joined that. Even when I went back out um, TAD to like LCSs, you know, because we wasn't getting underway. So we, you know, we were just kind of on the ships. And, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I volunteered for stuff like that, like, like just like PSI, you know, fun stuff. And then even going to the ship. I, 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 my first, one of my first meetings outside of work was a MWR thing. And then I became a, like the chief that was an MWR on a ship. So I always cared about the MWR aspect. When I was on shore duty, the, the driver to be an ACFL was me losing 90 pounds and, and, and me kind of caring about my health. Um, Simeo wasn't something that I was like pursuing, you know, CMC hit me up yeah. and asked me, to do it. And then I saw that like, yo, this Simeo thing, it was something I didn't know much about the process. So I was like, all right, well, I can learn this because I'm sure that this is something I'm going to have to deal with, you know? And then like my whole life kind of became whatever that Simeo thing, (laughs) you know, is because we start dealing with a lot of things that got to do with discrimination and stuff like that. So I've never ever have, I've never done 
anything I didn't want to do. I think we talked about last week in this Keiko thing. That's something that I'm not really comfortable with. I was, you know, kind of made, you know, it's, I wouldn't call that a collateral duty. It's something that like we on a watch bill and if, you know, something happens, you know, we, you know, we got to do it. Uh, I wouldn't call it necessarily a collateral duty, but outside of that, nah, man, I never, I never, what about you? I kind of brought this, I brought this question up, man, because it wasn't about me. I was talking to a, um, a fellow chief about it, man. We were just talking about, you know, he was doing this collateral and he's like, he didn't have that, that same energy. Yeah. I mean, I was, and I was, and I was telling him, like, I was, I was talking to him. I'm saying, man, like where we station at right now, if you want a collateral, command collateral, you almost got to get in where you fit in. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause we are not even headquarters. You know what I'm saying? We like headquarters is a whole nother building all the way over somewhere else. You know what I mean? We not like, and then we're inspectors, so you can't take any job because we may not have the time. Yeah. We go out on ships and stuff. So I was just trying to talk to him about that day, but he was really like <laughs> passionate about like, he didn't want to like, he going to do it, but it's nothing he wanted to do. But I'm kind of in the same boat with you, man. I kind of was lucky, man. I got a chance to, to select a lot of my collaterals. Um, and I always had, I always got some type of collateral that affected sailors, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some like East Wasp, you know, um, before that, man, I was, I was on different command. I was the, uh, the mentor guy, you know what I mean? So I always was doing collaterals that, are, that, are, that affect the sailors and say that even the CFL program, believe it or not, a lot of people come talk to you about that stuff. Yeah. You, know, you interact with a lot of sailors, you know, um, doing that program. So, yeah. So I was lucky for in that aspect, man, to, to, to do it like that. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think you need, I don't think people need them. Like if you, if it's none that's right for you in that moment, I don't necessarily think you, if, if, if the team is good and everybody contributing the way they should and every collateral is good, I don't think you need to pursue them. I, I think like people should do their jobs to the best of their abilities. Um, if a part but, of that, but, what's up? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You was about to say something. It looked like you. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say it, it depends, man, on, 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 like everybody's driven about driven by trying to make rank and trying to, you know, the stuff like that, the the evals and things like that. So a lot of people jump on these collaterals because that's what the command is driving. Okay, they get up there, ranking boards drive a lot of this stuff. What are they gonna talk about these ranking boards? How good is you are with your job? Do you got any collateral duties? Do you got what you're doing in the in the mess or in the first class mess or whatever? So these are the things that are driving us, right? So now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm saying is that's what sailors are thinking as they come up the rank. They be like, "Oh man, I need a collateral duty. I need just one." Yeah, you know what I mean. You know to help them feel, make sure they can feel. A lot of people get collateral duty because it helps them fill out their eval. Yeah. You know what I mean. Whatever the case may be, you know what I mean. But that's that's just one of those things why people jump on it and want. I need me a collateral. I need one. I still, be- but I'm with I you still with believe- the job, man. Yeah, I still believe in outliers, man. I still believe in like exceptional people. Yes. Like, like, like yeah. people that like, it didn't even matter if they had a collateral or not. Like they were an outlier. They just, we just know this person is it. Like, I still yeah. believe in that, bro. Like, like, I don't, I don't know if we spoke on this at the, in, in, in the pod or not, but I don't believe in like a bad command or career suicide. Like, I, I don't believe in, in those kind of things. Like, Hey, he went to there. That's career yeah. suicide. I believe you could go to damn East Jablip and like, like change the entire culture over there. 
you know, and be an outlier over there. And, and, and like that career suicide shit, as long as you good and you got somebody that's like, that's helping you with your evals and you know what you're doing and you could document what you're doing. I don't believe in that. I, like I, you yeah. know, and, and I, I could be coming from a privileged standpoint. Like I understand that, right? A weird, a weirdly privileged standpoint. I understand that, but I just don't believe in like being another fish in the sea. Yeah. I don't believe in, um, you know, and I'm all this based off my own experience. I don't believe in career suicide. It's certain things I just don't believe in. I believe if you put yeah. your head down and you work and you give it, like I do. But I'm gonna tell you what I do believe. I believe that not a lot of people giving it a hundred percent. Like, like yeah. I ain't even talk about 110, 120. I believe it ain't a lot of people giving it a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like anything they do. I believe it's a lot of people operating at about 50. So let me, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man, and my, my perspective of this, man. And, and, um, and you're right. I may be privileged too, man. Cause I was always one of those guys that people ask me, Hey, Damon, can you do this? Damon, can you do that? So I never really have to look for nothing. You know what I mean? And the reason why I think I never had to look for nothing because I put my name on it. And if I put my name on anything, I'm representing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to try to put put my best foot forward on it, right? That don't matter the time. That don't matter anything. My name get put on it. I'm going to put a, (laughs) you finna get a max fucking effort because when this get put out, my name going to be somewhere in it, right? And for one is I never, I never been the smartest guy in the room, right? But I always been one of the hardest workers in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I think that put me at certain levels or whatever. Like, you know what? You may know all this stuff. Give me, give me a day. Give me 24 hours. Let me come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I stay up 24 hours to get myself on the same level that you on right now. Whatever the case may be, I'm always going to work though to get there. So that was one of my things was I never was the smartest, but I, I put some work in though. Yeah. You know, so I'm like you, man. I, I was always one of the guys that got, I ain't gonna say like you, but I was always one of the guys that got sought out to do things and stuff like that. Yeah. And, so I was lucky for that. And, and, that and I want to get to the gym before everybody else. And I want to get to the gym before everybody else. I want to be there by myself. You know, we got a meeting. I want to get to that room before everybody else. We doing, we doing like, even if it's a dinner meeting, I'm trying to get there. You know, me and my wife, we like, I, I always want to be everywhere early. So it's like, she always like, you know, like to be late, but like, I like to be early. I like to be early. Cause I want to be a part of the, like, the people that set the tone. Like, I want to be the first person in that place. I want to go to the restaurant, <laughs> scope it out, see what it look like, be able to tell if this is a good place for us to get food, look at other people's plates. And, you know, like, and, and like, I just want to be a part of the, you know, the pioneer group of whatever situation I'm in. I want to be in the mess. I got, I got a question for you, man. It's for everybody too, man. Like, and I know Dumbo don't know this answer, but I want to know um, cause a lot of people show up late to things, right? But I don't, I don't like that feeling of showing up late for nothing. Yeah, no. Nah. Right. But a lot of people show up late. I want to know y'all feeling when y'all walk in the room and the meeting then started. All right, all. without you. You walk in the room and, and, and everybody's in there. Like, cause I'm like you, I like to be places early too. I'm talking about 15, 30 minutes Damn, early. I want to be there. I don't want to walk in into a meeting line. that's going, <laughs> bro. Yes. So, but people do it on multiple occasions and I want to know how they feel because obviously you got to, you got to not, not care because <laughs> you've done it multiple times. Yeah. And I just don't know. I just want to know that feeling like, like, 
when you do something multiple times, bro, that's that's a trend. <laughs> like, this is what you do. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll. But I don't know that feeling, man, of coming in a meeting like, like, how would I think it's okay to come in here like when the meeting started or if I have to be somewhere at 7 o'clock and I leave home at freaking 6.52. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like how that feeling is, you know you're going to be like just getting there, like just time everything kicks off or they waiting on you to get there. You get that phone call and you say, oh, I'm in the parking lot. Or, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I got to be there, be the one that established the tone. One of the ones that established yeah. the tone. What else? Does, what's this you got about home improvement, man? I don't like that's me, man. I'm I'm doing. I'm 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 finna start my start this home improvement thing, man. I, I suppose I talked about that at the beginning, man. When you asked me what I was up to, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm finna I'm finna um, me and Ella finna get into the uh, redo the kitchen and redo the like living room, man. And this guy, man, I, I just want you to know, I was just the reason why I bring this up, man. Is one of the reasons um, is because the guy came over you know, to the house to show us. Like, we, we talked about what we had to talk about. And then he came over with this 3D type deal and uh-huh. showing us how it's going to look. So he came over, he did all these measurements in the house, and he pretty much put our living room and our kitchen inside a computer, man. Uh-huh. And he's putting things in there. It's the whole layout, our whole house, like our kitchen and stuff, is is in his layout. So now he's just going to just changing stuff around on what we want to put in there and how we want to do it. And I was like, Man, that's crazy. Mm, so he's like, selling he y'all. Stuff. The only thing we got to do is just tell him, like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do this. Yeah, he man, got y'all. It was crazy. He got yeah, you. Man, he got you whole, by the balls. Yo, he man. got me. He got, me, <laughs> he got you. <laughs> he got me. And he ain't getting me. If, if he ain't getting me, Ella getting me. Yeah, and we already man. over probably $100,000 probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you do that, if you take the sculpture of my house and you just start changing the floors in front of me, oh, yeah. These yeah. Heated, yeah, you got me so <laughs> <laughs> you got me, dog. You got me. Got me. That's like you know the water me, dude. Everything. The, the water dude came to our house and like tested the water and showed us how bad the water we was drinking was. Like, yo, you see this shit? It's, we still drinking that nasty shit, man. No, no, yeah, my wife, my wife don't drink tap. My wife don't drink tap at all. Yeah, we don't drink tap either, man. I mean, the, the personally about it though, uh, before I before I met like like Ella, I was drinking tap. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't drink tap. Yeah, you know I mean, since like I, I didn't care. That wasn't a big deal for me drinking tap water. Yeah. Ella don't drink tap water. I get okay. I guess I don't drink tap water no more. Yeah. Dude, they <laughs> have me so though, bro. They came. They, I'm gonna I'm do three tests. Do filters like this shit. I'm like, yo, how much is it? Oh, it was like seventy five hundred dollars. Like, nah, man, we can't. Like, we just bought this house, man. Like, like you know what I'm saying? But it's like, do filters, man, and this, this, this. I'm like, yo, can we like? You know, can you put us on like the list? Like we are interested. Nah, you have to like do this today. Like Act I'm now. like, <laughs> I'm like, no, we can't. Yeah, we can't do this, man. <laughs> you can't. Dude was our best friend. He was our best friend until we look confused about paying, man. They he's trying to get the hell up yeah, out of the house. Man. Like, oh, yeah, they be into it until yeah. yeah we was like, ah. I, mean, I told the guy, so I, the guy came to my house. He, he tried to. I told him ahead of time, bro. I said, I'm not getting this. He was still trying, bro. Yeah, he was still trying to get up in the house. I was like, bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And then I went to the. Home Depot and Home Depot had a guy in there trying to do it. Yeah. I said, y'all had a guy come to my house already. Of course, he didn't do anything. So he still asking me questions about, I say, hey, man, he didn't do it. Let me, yeah, let me yeah, stop like, you good. right there because I don't know the process. He still asked me about the process. Thought I was lying. You know what I mean? I said, no, he didn't come do anything because I told him I wasn't doing it at the time. Man. Yeah. So he was like, so asking me all these damn questions. Hey, yo, you got your here. flu shot? Not yet, but it's on our, so my to-do list though because it came out and we started talking about it. 
So maybe when I go to medical again, I find out what they're giving it at, get it knocked out. Yeah, I feel like you, you though. I, I feel like you a little bit. I just got mine the other day. But the same, they, they got like the table out or whatever in the food court. It's like a table. They, you know, you go around. So I, I went to the table, yeah. got my pen, felt on my sheet, went around, got my flu shot. And then I like went to grab some food. Same lady that was at the table. She saw me. She's like, hey, senior, flu shots. I'm like, yo, I just saw you. Like, you just told me this. Like, I just got flu shots from you. Like, so now I do feel like you're a little bit like, damn, like, you don't remember me? Like, you know, I took it kind of personal. Like, yo, you just, but I thought, you know, again, you know, when she asked me about the flu shot, like for the listeners, she asked me about the flu shot and I wasn't an asshole. I didn't say all of what I just said. But when she asked me about the flu yeah. shot, something in my head, I'm like, damn, she just asked me about flu shot and I just got him. So, yeah. What happened was I thought in my head, I'm like, well, she probably sees a hundred people, you know, a day. So that's probably why she don't remember me or whatever like that. But yeah. to the junior sellers yeah. that like always ask me to like buy like treats and shit when y'all doing bake sales, like I only ask y'all to say hi to me when y'all not doing bake sales. You know what I'm saying? Just say, <laughs> hey, senior. Like when I'm in your face saying like, hey, you know, like just say hi back, you know, but don't like, especially when you're going to snatch me up to go buy a honey bun or something <laughs> like that. Um, what's this whole thousand dollar shoot thing you was talking about earlier though? What's like, what's going on? Oh yeah, man. I was just, I was just thinking about this one day, man. The only reason why I was thinking about, I was sitting in I was sitting and, you know, and I was thinking, because a lot of, it's a lot of junior sailors be out there that's like, you know what I mean, that some, and, and some do, some are educated in, in investing and doing all this stuff when they, when they first come in. But what I do know was facts is that young sailors don't make a lot of money when they first come in. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't make a whole lot of money. Yeah. And then I be seeing these kids, like, you know, profile pictures and stuff like this. And I'm looking at their shoes. I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Well, wearing some thousand dollar shoes. I know his paycheck ain't moving like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, they got parents, they got people, they may have money and all that stuff. But where the other thing got me on there is like, um, um, so, and I didn't notice at the time. I found out a little bit later. So Mark came in with some shoes, man. Yeah, I think he had the, the off whites, I think fours or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. My, my, my mind said, well, them probably cost about $300. Right, my first thing. Then um, well, a little bit later, Ella was telling me about it. I said my folks called like seven. He said he paid like seven hundred some dollars for him. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, like he didn't grow up like that, bro. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. Like he didn't grow. He didn't grow up. And I know that's I hate. Know, yeah, I'm hating. I'm hating. <laughs> that's hate. Um, but I, but I, but that's why I'm bringing the conversation up. I'm saying it, not a hating up on him, yeah. but in the fact that man, these kids be out there buying. These freaking thousand some dollar freaking shoes, and then I got the, I got the app where they selling what they'd be selling all these shoes, man. I be looking at the prices, yeah, dude. These man, some people thirty thousand dollars for a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. This type of stuff they doing, I'm like, that's crazy. That's why I just broke the shoe thing, and all the young kids. I know you guys doing it. I hope it's worth it, man. Like one pair, so you because you're not even wearing them shoes, bro. Yeah, I got. If I'm shoes. paying ten grand for shoes, I don't think I'm wearing them. Yeah, I got shoes. I, I'm like, what I'm gonna do with all my Yeezys, man. <laughs> what I would oh. do with all, but 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. They got yeah. goat. They got StockX. They got they got like yeah, these yeah. things that you pay. Like you don't pay. You pay for your shoes in like, installments. Like you you, you don't yeah, you're not yeah, really yeah, yeah. add up paying for. It. So you paying for your shoes in installments. So that's like the difference. Like like you're not. How really, much those Yeezys go for? What you mean? Like right now? How much it, how much it cost? Yeah. Uh, like no no not right now. Uh, <laughs> what you was paying for them? Um, on resale. Probably about a thousand, huh? It just depend on the it depend on the Yeezy. It depend on the colorway. Yeah. It depend on a, a lot. 
Um, yeah. I, I I try not to go over five fifty for some years. For I I try. I haven't bought sneakers in a while. Life ain't really. My nephew hit me up the other day. My nephews hit me up, asked me for money. My nephew hit me up the other day, like, "Yo, unk, like, can I get some honey?" I'm like, "Yo, nephew, I ain't got it, but if you get some, like, give me some." You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. I, like, so I haven't bought sneakers in a while. Um, but I think the most I probably paid for some Yeezys might have been around that seven hundred, like seven fifty. Yeah. But normally I try not to go over five fifty. You know what I'm saying? Some of those sneakers, you got to get them like, like Travis, like the Travis Scott joints, like you got to get them before they hot. Like you got to hurry up and get them else. They going to get hot yeah. real quick. And then boom. Yeah. But I haven't like yeah. the way, you know, our life set up right now. And I ain't, you know, um, when, when Angeline start working again, I'll probably get back to like getting some new sneakers and stuff like that. You know, until then though, you know, it's just doing this podcast, man. <laughs> you know, this podcast. I think the most I splurge myself on is fried oysters. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, <laughs> fried oysters you know, from fried DoorDash. Oysters may be good. <laughs> fried oysters maybe maybe something I might have tried one day, man. Because um, I don't like the like the regular oysters, man. I, like my brother tell me like all the time, man. He said uh, I told him man, I can't eat that old slimy ass oysters. Oh no, the shit, fried man. He told me good, get he told me get the smoke ones. Yeah, man, he said the smoke ones are, are like good. And he, he, kinda, he said he kind of like dried out a little bit. You know what I mean? I said, oh, I still, I can see that shit. Yeah. Now, fried, you know, I'm, I'm a fried seafood guy, man. So that may be, maybe something that I might try one day. Because at first, I didn't eat calamari either. So I started eating that fried calamari, yeah, man. Good. I like, that shit good yeah, as hell. Fried calamari, man. good. All right, let, let's get into this. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? Nah, I'm good, bro. What's, what's wrong? All right, so let's get into this book real quick. It's a book from... Henry Ford that I was reading called uh, My Life and Work. So Henry Ford, My Life and Work. Um, I don't know, man. I haven't been having the best time with books. Uh, the Henry Ford book, I'm not going to say it's bad. Um, I believe that the time that it was good, it was good. Some of the words that the Chiefs use and like, like throughout the season, though, some of those words, like he he says them, like some of those older words that I was like, yo, have anybody ever said like these words before? Like Henry Ford's like using them, like August and all of that. Like he's saying all of that stuff, like in his book. That's that must be how they used yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. back then. But um, back then, yeah, yeah. So it's an audio book. The dude, the dude that read it did a great job. But it was just a lot of jewels. It was almost like you just sitting with like your old uncle or something, and he just talking. And like you gotta pull whatever you gotta pull from it, and then what you don't pull is you know you just don't pull it, and that's it. That's how I felt with this book. Like it, I could tell where it worked at, but since then people have like you know restructured and made better books about leadership and actually formatted them. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this Henry Ford book was just delivered like just an older guy just like speaking loudly about a bunch of different things. And if you pick from it, you pick from it. If you don't, you don't. A lot of good concepts, a lot of good stuff about leadership. Some stuff I didn't agree with is older thoughts and stuff like that. Like it's it's a lot of things about, um, and I don't want to get into this too much because it's like a very hot topic, but I, like it was rumors that he was anti-Semitic or whatever. It was a little chapter in there about Jews that like I thought was weirdly placed in this book. Um, but then it was this other stuff that's like about like men, 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 men. Like it, like it was almost like women, like in this time or whatever, like you, you know how they looked at women. So like a lot of his book was just centered to men. That's not a criticism because that was, like, 
I'm not critiquing a book about that from, you know, from that point in time, but it just read differently for me. Like a lot of that stuff didn't translate the same, uh, over time, but, um, it was some jewel, it was jewels in there, of course, but it was some stuff to throw away. That's it. I ain't going to stick too long on that book. Um, you know, we got stuff we got to do today. Right. Um, yeah, this uh, show, man, we finally finished. Right, hey, I want, I, dude. I just want. To, I need to get your take now, bro. This is your. This is your take right here, man. All right. Um, I'm gonna go f- the episode first. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna hit the episode first. Um. So this episode is uh, the last one. Uh, reclamation. Right. Reclamation. Um. Good episode. Uh. Really good episode. Uh. Rounded out well. Um. I'm. I'm gonna just go right down my list. Right. The FBI dude, I saw him on the treadmill, man. My guy hit the gym after that ass whooping he took from Reese, man. You know what I'm saying? Reese spun him around a couple times in the garage and told him, like, you don't want to put me on the list. Then my man was in the gym, like, 50 in the the club video, man. He was trying to get his weight (laughs) up, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A lot of of shit happened for this RD4896 drug, man. Damn. Yeah, man. Um, It hit me hard. Well, you know, the old girl, man, she's like, damn, she's like, Lois Lane or something. She broke like as a reporter, like she broke this shit all the way down. Like, like she, she, she's like more like a lawyer than a reporter. Like, sec def yeah. knew about this shit she, all the she time. She did her home. What they call do her homework. She was like shit. critically listening to sec def ass. She breaking her ass down. Like, so she knew mm-hmm. she knew about this all that time. And I, I really believed in her, man. Like, uh, you know. But she was really operating out of a remorseful, regretful state or whatever. So uh, uh, Bjornik or whatever was the reporter. She broke that shit down, bro. She broke her down like the cop broke Kane on Menace down. You know what I mean? Like like, like yeah. when Kane, he was like, I think we might have bought this up. But he was like, you know, you know, you just fucked up, right? Like, like I asked if you bought the beer. That's how she was breaking it down. Like you said. You bought the beer at eleven o'clock, like, like, bro. Get that sound bite. Get that sound bite. Bro. We need that. We <laughs> yeah. need that one. Yeah. And then, like, my man, right? So you know, when restart, you know, yeah, things. I saw my man had like. I, well, I ain't gonna talk about that yet. I'm gonna wait. Um, when Reese had the the uh, when he was trying to get in that room that was locked. Yo, my man dropped that gun and let him in that room way too, like, to be, like, an armed guard and this your job, like, you supposed to die for you like this man in this room, man. He protecting, <laughs> you protecting the Secretary of Defense, bro. Like, bro, my man dropped that Reese, gun bro. and hit that combo to that door and he still got killed. Like, it's still gonna still yeah. kill you, man. Like, you supposed to die. Like, you're not supposed to let him in. Like, you signed yeah. up to that day on your job to die. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and that's not me making light of it or, or fun. You signed up that day to die before you let James Reese in that room. He dropped that, yeah. he dropped that gun so easy. <laughs> like, he like, yo, you good. <laughs> you good. <laughs> like, and then all of that, Sec Def, right? James Reese then had to kill Sec Def. Sec Def committed suicide. I thought James Reese. And then James, <laughs> you ever saw Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. So Sec Def committed suicide, which was cool because James Reese ain't have to kill her or whatever. But remember in Godzilla where, like, they would call Godzilla and then, like, Godzilla would fight Mothra or whoever. And then at yeah. the end of Godzilla, Godzilla, like, just goes into the water. Like, it, like, just goes back. That's how James Reese, like, disappeared into the water. <laughs> like, he just, like, looked oh, like yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, just he just went back into the water like Godzilla, man. He just yeah. walked in the water. 
Yeah, don't make me kill you. He's like, yeah, I'm already dead. <laughs> what did I tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another like where like, <laughs> what did I tell you though, bro? Like episode three or something. I knew yeah. the hey, bro, whole time. I didn't want to say that. I already knew, but I didn't want to say that when you said that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just wanted to keep it to myself, bro. I knew the but you, whole you called it. time. You called that it early. Dude was involved. He was too. He was just too connected to to James. Like it was like. Yeah. You don't want him to go because, like, he going to find you some shit out about you. Like, I, I just felt that or whatever. And then I, another thing I noticed during that episode, I don't know if you noticed it. I don't, uh, did you rewatch the episode? No. So he put... I took, I, took, I took notes on it already, so I didn't have to rewatch it. But I kind of looked at some... You know, I looked back over it, though, but I didn't rewatch the whole thing. He put the scope to James Reese at one point of this episode. Before the FBI showed up, he had the gun aimed in that scope on recess for like a split yeah. second. And, and it could have meant that he was just watching to make sure everything good. Cause he, you know, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was cover fire for him, but I ain't take it like that. I took it like he was. Cause you knew, cause you knew something was going on. Yeah. I took it like, yo, he was thinking about shooting him. Like, I'm like, yo, yeah. he thinking about shooting him, you know? Yeah. But he didn't. And then Reese came and, you know, he came on the boat. You know, like that, that was kind of sad. He's, I got this tattoo. I ain't know if it was going to be for you or me. Now I know it was for, um, and you know, like Reese, like you can't talk Reese out. Of, it, don't, it don't matter. Like if you made a mistake, if, you know, if like they got you, if they had you confused, you, you're not talking Reese out of killing you. Yeah. And he knew it too, though. Yeah. No, he knew he was dying. Yeah. The guy knew that it was a wrap, but I knew it, bro. I knew it, man. I'm like, yo, he gotta be, you know? And I, and maybe it's cause I try to write stories and think of stories, but I'm like, yo, it like, he's going to be like, you know, but that, but that was crazy though. But, uh, the girl did great. Like the, the reporter, like damn Porter. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. She was good. Um, good show. Good show. Um, it was good for Chris Pratt. I think it was good for Chris Pratt to do this. Uh, it gives him more of a, like, it makes, for me, it made him a little bit more edgy. Um, I could see him doing more roles like this. Like, I've never seen Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt, like, n- like not joke, like, not say a joke. Uh, this was yeah. the first time, I think, I don't believe he said one joke in this, sh- uh, like, the most lighthearted moment was, I think, when he told him to change the music, you know, and he liked the song better. But outside of that, I don't think he said one joke in this whole show. And that's different yeah. from the Chris Pratt that I'm used to. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good show. Good show. Good show. Most definitely. Eight. That's good, man. Yeah, I give it an eight. Eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably around the, same, around the same way, man. Maybe, I mean, but like I said, the only reason why I may be a little bit higher on the show is because that's the type of stuff I look at all the time. I'm always looking at, you know, action-packed movies, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of, I like that stuff, man. And then, like you said, it was a... It was a serious movie too, man, and it, and it had a storyline to it. You know, it stuck with it. It's a terminal list, so often, obviously, it kind of give you like the storyline on what he's doing. Um, but overall, man, the the only thing that that the only negative part that I had to in the whole show is is he pretty much superhuman though. Yeah, you like, mean? He, like yeah, other than that yeah. part, other than that part of him being superhuman. Um, it was good though. Well, the rock superhuman, so we let the rock get away yeah. with it every movie. <laughs> yeah. Right, we let the rock True. get away with it every movie. Now he finally just actually became superhuman, so he could really get away with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The black yeah. Adam, but we let him get I ain't even saw that yet. I gotta see it, man. We watched it. I went to see it. I went to see it the weekend it came out. 
you know, I went to see it the weekend. You sound again, impressed, huh? man. You sound impressed. Uh, it's it's another rock movie, man. It's another rock movie. We'll see. <laughs> you know, when 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 yeah. when, when, when um, um Black Panther come out, you know, we'll all see who the prophet is. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a Nas line. Hey, so boom, right? Rest in peace, takeoff. Uh, rest in peace, yeah. take off. Uh, rest in peace. Thanks for Good all our system. listeners, our, our YouTube viewers, all our supporters. We appreciate you. We love you. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, you know, I want to throw out something real quick, man. Hey, man, we need you guys to share, man. You know, sharing is caring, man. Let's hit that share button, man. Let's hit that like. Let's hit that follow us, man. Well, let's do it, man. Um, that's how you be great, man. That's how you take care of your people, man. We always talk about take care of your people. That's and this is one of the ways you guys can help us out, man, by by following and by sharing and by liking and all that type of stuff, man. So um, just hit us up, man. Throw something in the comment box. If you guys want to talk to us about something, uh, whatever the case may be, man, we hear it. We'll, we'll answer stuff to the best of our ability. If we can't answer it, we'll freaking research it. It doesn't matter, man. Just just hit us up. Follow us, man. Mississippi stand up. It was what it is. It is what it was. Work on your east wise. Get your ass out of the clubs. <laughs> <laughs>